Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. That's TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 8 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings, welcome inside. Happy Thursday. We got a full slate of NFL games. Yeah, we do. We have a big night, opening night in college football. The man to my left is wearing some kind of Northwestern jersey that looks like it has palm trees on it. Come on, it's a gothic feel, man. Oh, the gothic yeah. White Castle Northwestern jersey. I gotta come running through it. And- do- it does look like the White Castle font. That says Northwest. Did White Castle have a free Northwestern giveaway? No, but we do celebrate no. White Castle after victories. 
Oh, maybe you get a satchel of sliders. And, who, uh, who doesn't celebrate with White Castle? Especially in the place. middle of the night. That is right. Now, I, I do have I do have some bad news for you. Why is that? All right, now, before we, we have, like I said, big night college football. Sure. Everything you need to know. There's a, like I said, 15 college football games tonight. A lot of goodness. Big storylines coming out of that. Yeah. Full slate of NFL week four. We have a handful of pretty good storylines as well. Listen to the whole show tonight. You should listen to the whole show every night. But we will tell you everything you need to know coming off tonight as week one in college football is here and week four of the preseason in the NFL is ending. We are getting towards week zero in the National Football League. But I have some bad news for you. Why is I'll that? Tell you right what's, now. what's the bad news? Proud Northwestern alum Mike Harmon. You know it's opening night in college football when the top trending topics are Purdue, Northwestern, and UConn. Now remember, hey, it's opening night in college football. Now we're also three hours Woo! into this game, and there are two minutes left in the third quarter. It's a long game. It's a very long game. Um, and, but if you had the over, you're feeling pretty good. To pull the curtain back for you and and, and take you behind the scenes, uh, what we have here uh, are set up here at Fox Sports Radio. We have four televisions in front of us in the studio. There's four televisions in our control room. And then we have editing rooms and bays where our editors work to feverishly edit highlights, things we play on the show. We need it now! Tom Looney does it as well uh, as he gets ready for his updates and what's trending. Um, We don't have any Northwestern Purdue highlights because the editing room wasn't rolling on the game because they told me they were rolling on on other things, so we don't have a Northwestern touchdown right now. Why? I'm, I'm I I I figured I'd have to be the one to tell you, and you know everybody, all the scaredy cats, the other side of the glass. Mike Mayer, producer Sam, our technical director. Oh, we don't have a Northwestern touchdown. I go. I'm not telling Harmon that. Just gonna put but it this way. I'm telling you know. Look, can. look, I'm I telling can. you. I'm sorry. I figured we would because, look, Twitter is all over Northwestern and Purdue and, to another extent, UConn. But we don't have the highlight. I'm sorry. Jeremy Larkin, 18 for 101 and two touchdowns, replacing Mr. Jackson, member of the Chargers. Uh, The big thing here is that, you know, all these years I've been here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios and still uh, Rodney Dangerfield around here. No respect. Zero. Zero. The Mets haven't been relevant for four months. Yet we still find our way into med highlights. Me? No. No. I'll do highlights of my own. Do my own Dave Ennett uh, impersonation. There it is. Thank you, Sam. I mean, Sam's a Big Ten guy. He's an Iowa guy. I figured he'd at least, you know, try to push a button or two to find, literally and figuratively, to find me a Northwestern highlight. No. But, I got uh, nothing. We are Maybe heading- a Sam Valenzisi from back in the day kicking a field goal. I, I don't know. I think everybody just got tired because this game is going so bleeping it long. They long- just said, I'm yeah, done. No. I'm done. I mean, three hours and we're still in the third quarter. Yeah, no. They I went mean, to halftime. It was over two hours, a couple of reviews, a lot of points on the board, a lot of passing. I mean, I know it's a uh, nationally televised game, but come on, man. Three hours and end of the third yeah, quarter? Yeah, but football's back. you got to milk it for all it's worth. Rob fun. Manfred is not happy about oh, this. Oh, he can go to hell because that's the only <laughs> thing he cares about. He should um, shut up and enjoy it. So, I do have a Mike Harmon next to me in a gothic White Castle script Northwestern jersey yep. with his purple Northwestern sneakers. That's right, buddy. He looks like if the Joker or Barney decided I'm going to be a little bit younger, a little bit hipper, this is how I would dress. I'm looking good. Tweeted out when I arrived at work. That's proper work attire. 
But no. I am wearing long pants. Tell me the truth. Am I going to get any work, anything out of you tonight while this game is on? Oh, I'm jacked anything. up, man. There's a I lot of stuff are. going on. But is there anything no, you're talking about? No, you're, you're I'm, be okay? I'm, a, I'm a functional human being. I, mean, I can multitask. This game is still going to be going on when we get done in three hours. I, I kind of need to keep a hand like it's the no whammy button over the dump in case <laughs> something bad happens. But other than that, no, I'm fired up. There's a lot of NFL stories. You got the, the row in the boat in Minnesota as they beat the hell out of New Mexico State. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. There is. Uh, first, Sam, that's enough with the Northwestern thing. No. Okay, come on. Hey, that's enough. keep that's that enough on a loop. That's enough with Northwestern. You celebrate They're every game. They're all no. Every song is the same. North, uh, look, Notre Dame and Michigan and USC. Those are the only ones that have songs that people know. Every other song you could play, they would go, oh, that could be my alma mater song. No, and that's fine. That might not be. That's great. And they might be able to do that. But you USC, know what? That one is mine. Notre Dame. How do you do? You even know for sure that was your theme song? That could have been Syracuse. I don't even know. Usually our theme song is da 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 da. Hey da 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 da. Hasn't that been banned? No, we banned it from the show. No, I mean like went back in the early nineties. No, it like still that should was be banned. Play. I, I don't think. I, I, I went to let's see every basketball game for four years. Most of them for five years. Um, just about every home football game, and I don't even know when they played. Or down down the field, our our alma mater. I don't even know when they play. They didn't even play it. Yeah, no, we, that was the go U Northwestern. If you played the alma mater, it was at the end when we were usually sad because we got our asses kicked. Uh, While I was there, sad Mike Harmon face. Not a lot of winning. No, uh, but we'll keep but you I posted. Celebrated every Saturday. Entering the sixth hour of the broadcast. That's good. Going to the fourth quarter, Northwestern and Purdue. It is the Wildcats leading the Boilermakers, thirty-one. 224. But the big college football highlight of the night. We had one top 25 team in action. And well, I, I hope you bet the over. McKenzie rolls out. Pressure looks downfield. Still looking. Still looking. Deciding what he wants to do. Throws it downfield. The end zone pass is going to be caught. Touchdown, Trey Nixon. Oh my goodness. McKenzie Milton making something out of nothing, and Nixon sneaks behind the cornerback. And Trey Nixon's first catch as a UCF Knight is a touchdown. We want Bama. We want Bama. We want Bama. Central Florida Radio Network on the call. UCF beats UConn tonight, 56-17. Jim Calhoun may be fired. Oh, wait, sorry. He's not there. Uh, <laughs> Milton had a huge night. 24 to 32, 346 and five touchdowns. And I hope the first question to him after the after the game was, "Hello Milton, what's happening?" Uh <laughs> big night. That'd big be good night. If, if a reporter would do that and he just walk off. <laughs> he just no, and Milton starts I say, I, "I threw five touchdowns tonight and I put strychnine in the guacamole. I could set the building on fire." Uh, we have sort of a problem here. <laughs> UCF runs for 300 yards on the night. Look, UConn is overmatched and Central Florida Bum wins 56-17. A couple of times during the game, I know I heard some we want Bama Oh chance. sure. Yeah, I've been looking uh, online and nobody's bothered to post them, but there's a lot of Notes that they existed for now, sure. Now let's be real for a second. Yeah. Let, let's be real. Opening night college football. It is awesome that a team like Central Florida can succeed to the levels in which they did last year. Sure. It's awesome they can push and say we deserve to play for the national championship. So it's always good to claim that you're you're at, at a level of greatness. Yes. To claim that. Yes. It's great that your coach can go from hey, I'm the coach here, and, and parlaying that into a much bigger deal going back to his alma mater, you know, it's great. It's great that you that you can put a spotlight on the little guy, 
and Central Florida can sit here and say, hey, you know, we're we're staying. We're like the new Boise State. Like that's kind of what Central Florida should aspire to. We're the new Boise State where every year we you know, we kind of have a program here. We got we got it's, it's moving along, the machine is greased, and we're gonna be boy, we're gonna be that flying the ointment team that everybody is gonna scare you is gonna go undefeated. Now you can't turn away the alma mater and the cash and everything that Scott Frost did. But didn't you want to see him come back and 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 see if they couldn't repeat the magic? <laughs> just, he just comes out and gives the finger to everybody. Well, <laughs> but that's it. No, and you, you, you left. Come on, dude, had a chance to go back. What if it's as good as it gets? Team. I mean, that's, you know. Well, he was always going to be able to go back whenever he was ready. Uh, I really, th- you know, honestly, I thought the Jets were going to hire him. You think? I really yeah. did. I really thought the Jets nah, were going to hire Super Bowls. Uh, you know, it's both sides of the football. Anyway, that's what UCF should aspire. we got to have a realistic conversation here. All of this is great. Central Florida is never playing for the national championship. There's unless, not a good team on the schedule. Look, unless they unless the playoff field is expanded. If they expand from 4 to 8, yeah, I could see one of those spots sure. going to a central for. You know what? Fine. You want to complain? Well, because we'll put- they'll write it in. Yeah, that, we'll that put, there's we'll, going to be We'll put that team in. Yeah. We'll we'll put one of we'll put Central Florida in at number 8. We'll make you play the number one team, and then you go home with a 56-10 loss, and you suddenly go, okay, we're really not that great. But that's the only way Central Florida, and it's not because they don't deserve it. I'd love to see them have a chance to play, but the playoff committee is never going to vault Central Florida into the top four at the end of a season. You could have a Pac-12 team with three losses. They're getting in over an undefeated Central Florida team. You could have a Big 12 team with two losses, and they're getting in. You, you, it's just not going to happen. You have to realize at the end of the day, it's not, well, we have this whole formula where a computer's going to spit out who gets to play and who doesn't. You have a committee specifically for this reason. So the big, high-profile teams from the big conferences who earn their way because they play a much difficult schedule, much more difficult than Central Florida. It's my whole argument about why mid-majors shouldn't be allowed in the NCAA tournament. Not because they can't win, but if you're a mid-major team and and you and you play, if you're a Wichita State, let's say, you don't nearly play the schedule that anybody in the ACC does, anybody in the Big East does, anybody in the Big Ten, anybody in the Pac-12. You don't. You don't. But you can find a way to get in. And you play a, a subpar level of talent than any of those teams in the Power Five type conferences. So it's not that you can't win these games. It's not that I don't think Central Florida can, can, can beat it. Look, we saw them beat Auburn. It's great. But that's one game. That's one game. Over the course of a season, Central Florida will be lucky if they played in the SEC or the ACC even, which is terrible. If they played in the ACC, they'd be lucky to be 500. Well, but that's lucky it. You get in all the discussion. And then you get into bowl games, though. There's always the discussion of motivations and what, what coaches are trying to do and what they're looking for. So for UCF, a much bigger nut to try to win that game against Auburn. You look at the schedule that they have going forward, right? They they absolutely wiped the field with with UConn today. South Carolina State, North Carolina, FAU, Pitt, SMU. Stop me if I say some something <laughs> of anybody of any merit whatsoever. Don't just don't say Syracuse. Memphis, <laughs> East Carolina, Temple, Navy. All right, maybe the the Navy offense throws them off. Cincinnati and then the season finale against uh, USF. So, okay, maybe the season finale could be fun because South Florida might be ranked. But beyond that, what's on that schedule to say, you know what, they're really good? They're bum slayers. That's what they do. And if you can run it up and win by 40 a game, that's great. It's a throwback to old college football. 
but you're still not playing anybody of merit. So you're, you're comparing apples and oranges and, and trying to, to just jam them in because they have a nice record? It doesn't work. If they played bigger teams along the way, if you saw outside of conference, we're going to play two teams from the SEC, teams, then I, I could see it, but you're not. And college football is not going to reward a team for playing but a really if, bad schedule. But even if they're they just play not. them, they have to beat them. Right. right. That, that isn't just, hey, they're on You're the t- schedule. Oh, that's, yeah, it's like you, and like, you walk through. Right? It's if like saying, if we run the table, oh, it's so easy. To, I hate it when people say it. If they, they run the table. Running the table, people say it because it sounds great because I can say it in two seconds. But running the table means you have to win week after week after week and preparations of seven days and seven days and executing and winning and getting all the breaks. It's, you know, just putting teams on the schedule is not going to do it. It's it's being realistic. You're never going to be voted in. And if that's if that's going to be your identity is, hey, we're the team that nobody likes. Great. Embrace that identity. Just don't ever think at the end of the year you're going to get the benefit of the doubt and teams like Central Florida are going to be voted in while it's a four-team playoff. No, you can get a lot of merch sold and a lot of donations to the school, but that's not resulting in a playoff appearance, period. 877 on Fox Twitter, at How About a Fresca Twitter, at How About a Fresca Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Yes, Northwestern, trying to hold off Purdue 31-27 early in the fourth quarter. We have more college football news on the way, but coming up next, two big things coming off of tonight in the National Football League. We could be looking at perfection this year, except the other way around. Wait till we tell you. It's next on Fox. Fox Sports Radio, it is the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. And uh, before we get back into the National Football League, Big Night College Football, oh, we got a trade. How about that? In Major League Baseball. Intrigue, excitement. ESPN's Buster Olney has the deal and the details will come to us from a guy. Hi. Every time I just say a guy, you always say, hi, like I'm going to say, like I'm going to mention somebody else. Hi, yeah, it's me, Tom Looney. It's me. Uh, we have a guy, Tom Looney, with What's Trending. Yes. We're getting breaking news, yes. standby. This is uh, clearly breaking news. Yes. Breaking news. All right, breaking news. We are following breaking news. We are continuing to Guys, follow breaking news. Tom Looney reporting at this late hour. <laughs> Look at that. Breaking news. Don't go anywhere. Uh, the New York Yankees have made a trade with the San Francisco Giants. Andrew McCutcheon is now going to play for the Bronx Bombers. He is now officially a New York Yankee. Fox Sports Radio has learned. At this late hour. Back to you guys. Thank you, Mr. Looney. <laughs> uh, so Andrew McCutcheon is a Yankee. Uh, that's the only thing we have right now. Buster only says that the Yankees have agreed to a trade for Andrew McCutcheon with the Giants. We don't know what the Giants are receiving. This tells me that we ain't going to see Aaron Judge for a long time. But I thought he was coming back. Yeah. He was on the comeback trail. Come on. He hasn't even been able to hold a bat to be able to swing. He's still he's still in the workout phase. So you're talking about end of August. The Yankees couldn't get stuck not having some kind of uh, production coming out of the outfield. And so McCutcheon, who likely will slide into center field, though he has played you know a bit of left field, right field, so he can play it, but maybe – that's where he's going to end up for the Yankees. Um, he's going to play. Maybe he plays every day. Maybe he doesn't. But he's another very good player the Yankees can add. And I'm happy that Andrew McCutcheon is going to get at least one more postseason run. Because, look, even though he's 31, he's kind of an old 31. 
You know, we hit has the, a lot of games, has, a lot of a lot of battling uh, for the Pirates all those years. Yeah, he's you know he's been healthy for his whole career, but it's one of those times where you see him just he's sort of slowly wearing down. His production is not what it was a few years ago. His batting average is dropping a little bit. His home runs, his RBIs are dropping a little bit. Still a productive player, sure, and still and still good, but not quite the. Andrew McCutcheon from the MVP heydays that oh, he had, where sure. his WAR was seven, eight, and six. I mean, you talk about that 2012-2014 run. I mean, Andrew McCutcheon was my my goodness, he was fantastic. Top fantasy pick and a guy that was giving you a lot of production in all categories. Remember, he was stealing twenty bases a year early in the career as well. So home runs for the most part there this year a down year. I mean, it was 28, 24, 23, 25 the last four years, sitting at fifteen right now in his one hundred thirty games, but obviously playing in a more difficult. Uh, division to hit home runs, right? I mean, those ballparks are huge. So now you go to the the band box. And for Aaron Judge, the other night after the walk-off against the White Sox, was talking about pain thresholds and, well, they might clear me because I don't need surgery, but clearly couching his words pretty well, just making sure don't give off too much of where we're at in the rehab process. And now the Yankees uh, on the verge of getting this deal done. So there it is, Andrew McCutcheon to the Yankees. We'll have more on this coming up. But you know what we have to do tonight? What's that? We're going to check in on Christian Hackenberg. Oh, you got to. Yeah. Uh, it's week four of the NFL preseason. Jets-Eagles tonight. Uh, A barn burner. Yep, yeah, Christian Hackenberg back to try to haunt the Jets, his former team. Uh, let's see how his night went in a nutshell. Second and nine up at the 48 and a half. Under center is Hackenberg. Short drop. Puts it in the air uncatchably high over <laughs> on the far side of the field intended for... Greg Ward. Hackenberg has thrown some passes that have been very impressive, others that have been woefully off target, including two that went to the New York Jets. Whoa. Hackenberg sails it and gets it intercepted. Going back the other way. And Hackenberg has to make the tackle. Yeah. After the interception, he's going to put the Jets inside the Eagles' 10-yard line down at the 5. Oh, he's playing the wrong position. He's playing defensive back, making tackles. It's the obligatory. Other than that, how was the play? Christian Hackenberg, 7 out of 16, two interceptions tonight. Eagles do beat the Jets 10-9. No one really of consequence playing in this. And though Joe Callahan did play uh, after his birthday party was no, that's great by many Eagles players. Well, he gets the win in his quarterback stats, though. So at least I'm glad to know that it wasn't just New York where Christian Hackenberg couldn't do it. You know, it's not like, okay, there was something he in the water He went somewhere with the else and you found him. He went him. to the Raiders and he went to the Eagles. We still get this. Well, we um, were talking about that a little bit earlier, right, with the Packers getting rid of Brent Hundley. You and I, uh, as we were watching Northwestern and these bevy of college football games and baseball games into the night here on a Thursday, we thank you for hanging out with us, uh, talking about just that very thing. Brent Hundley gets traded. He's off to Seattle. Deshaun Kaiser is now the backup to Aaron Rodgers, which means they at least believe – he can guide them to some degree, some modicum of success. Other than that, or they're just saying, if Aaron Rodgers goes down, let's just let it go to hell. But either way, it's another guy that the Browns said, nah, I've seen enough. So talent evaluation once again, uh, the, the question <laughs> in this process, as you mentioned it with Christian Hackenberg. Hey, it's not just us. He's bad elsewhere, too. Uh, I know it turned out well because, you know, the Buffalo Bills, Bills, who were down 27-3 to the Bears in the fourth quarter. Bears. The Bills scored 25 points in the fourth quarter, getting a late touchdown pass to beat the Bears 28-27. Did Josh Allen throw it? Uh, no. A.J. McCarron, who went the oh. whole way for the Bills, wow. 
Here's a stat line. 13 out of 34. Bears defense, yo. For 156 yards. Yeah. He did throw for three touchdowns. Okay. He was picked off twice. We know Josh Allen holds on to the football way, way, way too long. And that offensive line's not doing you any favors. you got to learn to go 1-1,000, 2-1,000, gone. The Bills could go 0-16. You I mean, want, I know you they want they to play, tonight, let's go through that schedule but AJ, game? A.J. McCarron shined in the fourth quarter of the fourth preseason game where I don't even think the Bears had 11 guys on the field. No, you're probably right. The yeah, Bills could yeah, go 0-16. The Dolphins could go 0-16, too, because Brock Osweiler, hey, he had a good night tonight, but my goodness, the Dolphins are terrible Did you ever see his name at the end of the first quarter? It's like, look at him, outing for Brock Osweiler. He had and the night of nights tonight. No, and i got to say this, right? One of the things as we get in, there's a lot of pejorative, a lot of, a lot of terrible conversation about week four <laughs> of the NFL pre- preseason, right? People categorically dismissing it. I want to thank all these guys uh, for their college football careers. Or whatever they were able to do in the NFL, the guys that aren't—I mean, for a lot of these guys, this is it. Yeah. So I'm going to celebrate. This is their final moment in the National Football League. So thank you for entertaining us. Maybe lining our pockets if we are on the right side of an over/under. Maybe you you teased a point or two. I don't know. But the the fact of the matter is, for for a lot of guys, this is the end. So let's not, you know, let's not denigrate and and just dismiss it categorically. Even if you want to go after Hackenberg. I'm talk- we're talking about Brock Osweiler now. Yeah, the guy cashed a $16 million Good check for, for him. doing nothing. Good. Good for him. Hey, you know the what? Dolphins, Good for him. We should all be so lucky. If the Dolphins and Bills didn't play in the same division, I would say both these teams could go 0-16. Well, they could both have, of them. They could. could both tie. It's regular they, season. Both, both of them. Could. Hey, and we have two o fourteen and two teams for the first time ever in the National Football League. Possibilities there. All right, let's go through the Bills' schedule. Ravens. <laughs> Loss. Uh, Chargers. Loss. Vikings. Loss. Packers, loss, Titans, loss, Texans, loss, Colts, loss, Patriots, loss, Bears, loss, Jets, loss. By week, no loss. Uh, I thought you were going to say loss. Uh, Jaguars, loss. Why am I getting porn music? Around <laughs> <laughs> Dolphins, NFL films, porn music. Is that what you said? Oh, Dolphins. And look at the man Jets as he again. walks into the bedroom. Lions, loss, loss. Patriots, loss, and then loss, um, loss, they finish with the loss, Dolphins. Loss. They finish oh, with the Dolphins. Oh, that could be it. That, Super Bowl. That, oh, that, that could be the game right there. How about that? These teams are going to be awful. Wow. They're, oh, my goodness, they're going to be awful. Because Josh Allen's going to need some time. I'm I'm He's scared. I'm, I'm honestly scared for the dude just in terms of you've traded out your entire receiving core. Yes, you brought in Kelvin Benjamin. He's motivated, et cetera, et cetera. But that's just a bad team. All around. Offensive line. The Dolphins. Atrocious. I'm the Dolphins. I, uh, yeah, the Bills are. If I'm the Dolphins, I make a call for Drew Brees right now. Hey, look, we're going to do <laughs> it the just offseason accelerate anyway. things. We're doing the offseason anyway. All right. We'll give you Brock Osweiler. Hello. 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 It's right there. Hello. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you look at that. Both teams could do it if they weren't in the same division. Well, there you go. Wow. Jets are going to waltz that AFC. Style. Look at you. Twitter at How About a Fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Coming up in one minute. CBS NFL insider Jason Locke and Forrest stops by with us. The latest on a huge Colin Kaepernick story. What's next for Khalil Mack and more. But first, let's check in with Tom Looney and find out what's trending, Mr. Looney. Hey, guys. Fox Sports Radio learning at this late hour from Buster Olney of ESPN. The San Francisco Giants have traded Andrew McCutcheon to the New York Yankees. Yankees lost to the Detroit Tigers tonight. The Detroit Tigers are last in Major League Baseball in home runs. They hit five tonight in the Boogie Down Bronx. 
Tigers tank the Yanks 8-7. St. Louis is so hot in the month of August, even their pitchers are hitting home runs. John Gant with a big dinger tonight for the Redbirds. He's had two so far this month. Cards swashbuckle the Pirates 5-0. Former Brave Tom Lestella hit the first pinch hit homer of his career against his old team. Never heard of him. It's Tom Lestella. He now plays for the Cubs. Cubs bunted the Braves 5-4. And now do we have a final now? In uh, deep in the heart of Texas, yes, it's over in Houston. Astros Angels just ended. Halos win it five to two for games in progress. You can just check out FoxSports.com. And whoa, Nelly, we got college football. A 21st ranked team in the country, University of Central Florida, played unranked UConn tonight. He rolls out, pressure looks downfield, throws it downfield of the end zone. Caught touchdown, Trey Nixon. Oh my goodness. Mackenzie Milton making something out of nothing, and Nixon sneaks behind the quarterback. And Trey oh, Nixon's man. first catch of the UCF night is a touchdown. Oh, isn't it great to hear college football highlights? Eric Kohler with the cold voice of the Knights. Uh, blowout alert. Uh, University of Central Florida blitzed UConn 56 17. And now we continue talking sports on Fox Sports Radio with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. Thank you, Mr. Looney. Sure. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. With us now on the hotline, national NFL insider for CBS Sports, Jason Lockenfora. You can follow him on Twitter, at Jason Lockenfora. That is at Jason Lockenfora, as he gets ready for Dino Babers' big 2018 season debut tomorrow night. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> What's happening, Jay? I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. That is... <laughs> I got to tell you, there's a lot of things on my radar right now, but that absolutely was not one of them. But yeah, let's go, Cuse. I forgot we had a football program, but we got Dino. We got a real coach. Yeah, we just Coach D. When I was there, it was Coach P. Yeah, Pasqualoni, who is God love him, back in the NFL. So. Yeah, rock and roll. Yeah, Pasqualoni. Uh, let's go, buddy. Let's go. We have uh, we got a lot of stuff oh, going on. I we got a, Coach P. Yeah, we got a lot Coach of stuff. P. We got a lot of stuff. Definitely uh, have a soft spot for him. Oh yeah, Coach P was great. I and mean, then you know, eight and three wasn't enough, so we got to get right. rid of Pasqualoni because you know we should be doing better. And now it's oh man, I'd love to go eight and three again. That would be fantastic. Just start cheating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's say, you know, we have a lot of action on the field tonight, but obviously the big yeah. headline coming off the field, Colin Kaepernick, uh, his case is going to a trial jury now. The NFL wanted dismissed his case that he has been blackballed from the NFL and there was collusion to keep him out of the game following his stance on kneeling for the National Anthem. Now it goes to a jury and this is anybody's game now. Well, yeah, I mean, I I think there's a lot of headlines and a lot of things flying around right now that and and I am not a lawyer, I don't pretend to be a lawyer, but, but you know, I do try to do my due diligence. It's not as if this is now being opened up to a jury of his peers and, you know, 12 people are being picked at random. Well, obviously not at random because you know how the, if you've ever been a part of a jury selection process, it's certainly not random. Everybody's trying to get the people they want there. But regardless, it's, it's not as if it's going into that process. It's just advancing within the NFL's own um arbitration process, which means we, we are now reaching a stage of this that we've seen in the past with, if anybody remembers, the Star Caps case, where you had members of the Minnesota Vikings who were, you know, alleged to have used a, uh, you know, uh, like, like some outside substance that you're not supposed to use, but it turns out they really, in the end, didn't know 
They weren't supposed to use it. If anybody remembers what went on with the New Orleans Saints uh, back in the day when Anthony Hargrove and Sean Payton and all these guys are having to be, you know, they're being called in front of um, lawyers from either side and and having to, uh, you know, say what I did, what I didn't do in regards to whatever Bounty Gate was supposed to be, and I'm, I'm still a little confused as to what the heck that was anyway. But so we've reached that stage now where the system arbitrator is allowing this process to continue, and he's saying, I haven't seen anything to this point that tells me I should abandon this case, even though it has asked me to abandon this case. So now we are going to reach a, a period here in the next couple of weeks where Owners, coaches, NFL league employees are going to be cross-examined. They're going to be put on the witness stand. But it's it's not going to be sort of, you know, a, a jury of your peers. It's going to be within the NFL's own sort of confines of how they adjudicate these kinds of things. But instead of it being, you know, Tom Brady, who they're trying to depose and ask to answer this question or that question, it's actually going to be owners. It's going to be NFL decision-makers who are going to be kind of put between the crosshairs, which is not the way this usually works, but obviously in this case, that's where we're going. On the field, people getting anxious. Uh, Khalil Mack, he says he misses because everybody's putting up video of him dominating. Uh, last year, Gruden's put his – both Gruden's like to go after their players for one reason or another, but for John, it's, hey, that we were terrible with him. Uh, Jason wants to see him traded to the Jets. He's got it all worked out in amateur GM work over here. Uh, Jason. Well, So look, can, I, can we see it happen? Oh, you, you absolutely could. I spent a lot of time with the Jets when uh, I was down in Richmond when they were uh, practicing well, and brawling and fighting and scrimmaging <laughs> and everything else against the Redskins. And uh, I, I had several conversations with several people there over several adult beverages. And, like, do I think they would trade a one, a two, and a young, cheap receiver, whether it's Anderson or Quincy or somebody? Like, yeah. Would they do it begrudgingly? Like, you know, would they throw it all out there at the beginning? No, but at the end of the day, would they be willing to do something like that to get a player this young, this ferocious? You know, he's one of the three to four best pass rushers walking the face of the earth right now. And they understand that. And the Jets know where they are and where they want to go and what it will take to get there. And they are very cognizant of where they are lacking right now, which is why they reached out on Dante Fowler, which is why they'll continue to nose around on anybody who has any ambitions of getting to a quarterback and has any uh, pedigree of getting to a quarterback. And, and, and they know what they're missing. And they know, again, that eventually the, the New England Patriots aren't going to be the juggernaut that they were. And at some point... Brady's going to look like a 42 or 43 or 44-year-old quarterback, and the rest of the roster isn't that great, and they want to be ready to pounce. So I think the Jets should certainly be you know, one of the two to three teams you mention most often and most vigorously connected to Khalil Mack because they know what a problem solver he would be for them. Same thing for the Indianapolis Colts, same thing for the Buffalo Bills, and, and, you know, I would put Green Bay and Chicago and, and a few other teams in there as well. But I think the Jets, it would just be a slam dunk. I mean, I, I like what they've done on the back end there. 
I like how they've stabilized linebacker. You know, you've got Leonard Williams there, one more year cheap. I, I think the offensive line, barring any catastrophic injuries, will be sustainable, will be okay. And Sam's only going to get better over time, and he's going to take his lumps this year so that he's ready to go next year. So that's exactly the kind of team that's ready to pounce. All right, lastly, Jason, you know, we're talking about the backup quarterbacks tonight and some of the jobs they did, A.J. McCarron, Christian Hackenberg. But, you know, you tweeted out earlier, and by the way, Jason, at Jason Lockenfora, that there's a lot of chatter going on between teams regarding the backup quarterback market. Who are some of the hot uh, quarterbacks out there that teams want to bring in as backups? Well, I mean, look, just, you know, go to rlads.com or nfl.com or probably more to the point. CBSSports.com. There you go. Check the depth charts of some of these teams and go look at the dudes who are allegedly behind Cam Newton in Carolina or who's behind Dak in Dallas and go check out, you know, the career stats and go watch some film on Sean Mannion and what he's allegedly supposed to be out in L.A. And, you know, Miami doesn't really have, I don't know if Miami has a single starting quarterback on its roster much less multiple guys who could win games as a starter. And, and I think we all kind of know what Blake Bortles is right now. And So, yeah, there's, there's prevailing need, and there's some teams that have more than they're going to carry. So, you know, Robert Griffin III, he is drawing significant trade interest from multiple teams. Now, is, he, is someone going to give the Ravens a four or a five for him? I don't know. They're not going to just dump him for a seven because he's, he's looked apart this offseason, and he's actually fit in in their locker room and, and been an all-around good guy and somebody who it looks like that you know Lamar could learn from over time. Uh, You've got Mike Glennon out there, and Arizona's not keeping three quarterbacks. Pittsburgh's got four quarterbacks who are at least worthy of somebody's spot on somebody's depth chart. So they want to, they'd prefer to keep Landry Jones, but they're listening to what's out there for Dobbs. And, and, again, maybe they just have to cut him at the end of the day. But, you know, and Tom Savage is another one after the Bridgewater trade. He's certainly available. So there are at least, by my estimation, six to eight teams who have designs of being more than an afterthought in the NFL who are not comfortable with their number two, three, and four quarterbacks at all right now. So whether it's through the waiver wire or whether it's through trades or all the above, we're going to see a lot of movement on that market. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Lock and Fora. That's at Jason Lock and Fora. CBS NFL Insider, also host of the Be More Opinionated podcast. And check out coming later this year via Amazon, Jason Lock and Fora's 30,000 word. A history of Syracuse football, <laughs> which will be hitting bookshelves. <laughs> no thanks. A couple adult beverages. We just get you talking and record it, Jason. How about that? Thanks a lot, Jay. Oh, you know, I don't think so, but okay. <laughs> All right. Talk to you, buddy. We'll see you. Right. See you, Jason. <laughs> there goes Jason Lockett for it. It's, it's amazing. You know, because he's a Syracuse guy like me, obviously. And uh, Otherwise, it's really not a good joke. Yeah, no. And, and Why like, are you pinning that you know, on me? But here's the thing. He's such a football guy, and he's like, yeah, Syracuse. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't even. I, don't I can't even. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, really? No, I, I, I just don't care. It's so awesome. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Coming up next, two big stories out of college football tonight. One you got to pump the brakes on, one you can be really excited about. It's next on Fox. 
Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Thanks to Jason Lock and Fora for joining us a few minutes ago. All big news in the NFL. Could be some backup quarterbacks on the move. Khalil Mack could be on the move. College football, though, tonight, it's opening night. Trust me, as I said at the beginning of the show tonight, we will have everything you need to know covered in three hours tonight. Get listen to the whole. You should listen to the whole show every night. That's right. But we'll have every big story you need in college football and the NFL covered. We've had a bunch from so far this hour. Let's get to another big college football one right now. The Wildcats are about to finish this one off. Uh, 31-27 on the road at Purdue. Two yes. minutes remaining in this four-hour affair. Well, wait a minute. No, I have a, I have Texas A and M beating Northwestern fifty-two to seven. Ah, nice. I, oh. I have the be- no. I, I didn't. I didn't go to state. That's what it says. Isn't that the same team? <laughs> I don't get it. They're yeah, it's split squad. Right. Uh, yes. <laughs> like we're in spring training. Northwestern and Purdue. There is two minutes to go in this game. Northwestern trying to hold on to a four-point lead, and Northwestern and Purdue at the top of the trending. List on Twitter. That's right. Plus one. It was. It was a given. It makes you realize that okay, it's the opening night of college football when those two teams and UConn are trending. What the hell's wrong with you? Why you gotta just? Why you gotta dismiss my team like that? Syracuse will be trending tomorrow That's, night. They will, yeah. and That's we right. will celebrate Dino Babers. Uh, but the Jimbo Fisher era is underway. Yay! Texas A and M thumps Northwestern fifty-two. Thumps Northwestern <laughs> State fifty-two to seven. Uh, right now, there is a little bit of time left in this one. Uh, but look, AM struggled in the first quarter. They put four touchdowns on the board in the second quarter. They're rolling, and there is so much optimism at AM. They 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 spent five hundred million dollars to renovate the field. Yeah. They spent a hundred million dollars to to go get Jimbo Fisher, and sure. here's his open. And look, Mond has played pretty well tonight. 184 yards and a couple of touchdowns. What are you, what are you getting out of this game, though? What are you? What are you that, judging? That's You're not thing. judging anything Tapped out of this. The breaks on Texas. Yeah, A&M. they they, the they breaks put up on 52 A&M. points. I know they impressed the pollsters. Tap, I mean, what? Tap the brakes on A and I know everybody wants to well, get if it, crazy if it render, ass excited, but if it renders on your mobile phone or <laughs> or on. Uh, you know, whatever device you're on or on your computer screen, as it did here, because the state was covered up. If it was legitimately Northwestern, yeah, then, yeah, then maybe would, they get a yeah, little bit of a Northwestern State, it, it's Northwestern hey, that, that's State. That's not their logo. Not did they change their logo? No. Uh, meanwhile, a team to get excited about. Watch out for Utah. Yes, they kind of meandered their way to beat Weber State tonight, 41-10. to But Utah is, you talk about a team that can really be a fly in the ointment. They have a really high-powered offense. Look, Huntley had a huge night tonight, 253 and four touchdowns. Utah's got a lot of talent back at the skill position set. They're going to score a lot of points. They have a favorable schedule. They play a lot of their big games at home. And, look, let, let's be quite honest. When it, when it comes to Utah, there are you, – you can count how many coaches are, bet, are better Division I coaches than Kyle Whittingham on, on you know, your two hands. He is a phenomenal coach, and Utah is winning. They're the only Pac-12 team that won a bowl game last year. Watch out. They are a fly in the ointment, Utah. Well, the sneak under the radar, right? Because games are on late, and you're not paying much attention. Even here in Los Angeles. I did a spot in Baltimore earlier today, and they, you go, what's the buzz in Los Angeles? they got to be excited. You know, Chip Kelly and, and all. I was like, no. <laughs> like They're waiting on October and LeBron. October and the 
what's going to happen with the Dodgers bullpen. It's like nothing about college football. It's like, no, nobody cares. Like zero, <laughs> zero right now. USC names their starting quarterback, and everybody just kind of went, oh, that's fine. <laughs> so Utah, unfortunately, has Wait, to what, overcome what, some of that. What was the reaction when they uh, named their starting no. quarterback? <laughs> I thought you were going to give me the Homer Simpson. No. Oh. Well, that was pretty much it. <laughs> oh. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. And there it is, Northwestern with a victory. Their national championship hopes are still alive. There you go, Fitz. This Get is, it done. This is not even their theme song. Pat you the will breaks. celebrate. Go you, Northwestern. Pat the brakes on AM, but go Utah. Big NFL story next. All right, let's get right to it because it's very exciting. Yes, it is. The man next to me, he's so excited he's no longer wearing pants. Go ahead, Sam, play it. Final seconds winding down. It's all over here at Ross Age Stadium. And for the first time in 2018, the Wildcats win. The Cats got it out after building a 14-point lead. They hold off the Boilermakers 31-27. to And the Wildcats are atop the Big Ten West at 1-0 until Big Ten play resumes. I you leave It's a legend, and you're going to take first place we're in any on, division. Hey, you and the Mets were, we're on top yeah. until Big Ten play well, begins. Look, they're one zero in Big Ten play. <laughs> Do well, not denigrate that. Do so not awesome. dismiss that. No. Dave Ennett, longtime voice of the Wildcats, WGN Radio. That's on the call. You're not wearing pants. That's hey, just, and and this is a celebratory moment. So no, the pants are off. The purple shoes are back on. We're having fun here in the Geico. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio Studios. I'm excited. I'm going to go home. I'm going to go to that Evanston campus tomorrow. And I'm going to celebrate, and I'm going to run through the street, and I'm going to get a bottle of whiskey, and I'm going to go <laughs> and drive to Texas. <laughs> I'm going to find the Duke and Sam Peckinpah. We're in first. You know who you really are? Uh, we're in Just first place. Just sing this song, will you? We're in first place in the Big Ten West. Until Big Ten play begins. Well, he wanted to let you but here's the thing. marinate that for you a moment. You don't need to say that. After this week, you're, you're still good. in first place no matter what. It's, it's true. It's almost like, I know the other shoe is going to drop. Doom is around the no, corner. No, yes. but it's Dave Hennett being the consummate professional <laughs> of saying, look, we recognize that there's only one game being played by anybody. <laughs> look, we're going to take that first place. You ain't first. You're last. And they answered a couple of questions. Thorson was good, 16 of 26 on the night. Larkin, 143 yards, two touchdowns, picking up for Jackson. So a lot of questions answered, at least early for the Wildcats. They're going to need to shore up the the secondary. That's, that's Northwestern talk for two minutes. Look, if you could do 37 minutes on Syracuse Orange and Mets baseball when they're 50 games behind behind we're the league. Not, we're not 50. That's the Orioles. Okay, Same, we're not same difference. Games out. We're not 50 games out. We're you said that like place. you were in Jeff Fisher. We're in first place. <laughs> Until Big Ten plays. But it's a celebration <laughs> without pants. Come on. Let's get it on. I mean, yeah, you are not. You decided to eschew your pants, and you're wearing a Northwestern jersey yep. with White Castle-like italics on them. Well, it's the Gothic style, right? Yeah, so there's no, like fence like in, the, in the lattice. Yeah, no, it's Like good. on the back, it has the number, and it says Crave Case. I mean, I, I, I don't know why you would buy a jersey like that. Celebrate it. Was, was it White Castle Day? <laughs> It's a, it's, it's a nice Pat Fitzgerald jersey. If you go on on Twitter at Swollen Dome, 
You, you can see it in all its glory. Oh, my God. You leave me alone, no, jerk. No, no, like, you know how it feels all the time. Sam, 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 Sam. No, beat it. Did you go to Medieval Times to get that jersey? <laughs> I was crown champion. I was the victor in jousting. And I had a royal banquet, too. It Except is, I had him serve mutton. It is, it is the Jason Smith show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Who you ever have an very- MLT? A mutton lettuce and tomato sandwich where the mutton is cut nice and lean. So congratulations Horse to your Northwestern Wildcats. Thanks, buddy. What an win. First place. First place. Until well. the Big Ten starts playing. Whatever. I'm taking the uh, W. This weekend. Meanwhile, we have, look, I, I've been saying it all night. Tonight's one of those nights you want all three hours. You always want all three hours of the show. But tonight especially because we're going to cover all the big stories going on NFL, college football-wise. A big night in college football. We're going to tell you everything you need to know. We told you a team to pump the brakes on after tonight, a team to watch out for after tonight. We'll get into Central Florida and why tonight was great, but coming up in a little bit. However, big headline from the NFL today. Colin Kaepernick's grievance against the National Football League is going to trial. An arbitrator is sending the grievance with the NFL to trial, denying the league's request to throw out Kaepernick's claims that owners conspired to keep him out of the league because of his protest of social injustice. Remember, Kaepernick was suing the league, saying, you kept me out, collusion, no one signed me because of my political stances, and it was during this situation we found out from Jerry Jones, and oh, I talked to President Trump, who said, this lifts me, you can't have players kneel for the national anthem, it became this whole thing. But now an arbitrator has ruled that Kaepernick's case can go to trial. What this means is not that Kaepernick has all the evidence, but rather it means that the arbitrator has not seen any evidence to think that this is made up, that there's something out there that's not worth investigating. So while Kaepernick's team is is can celebrate today as a victory, because obviously they will, this is something that they didn't get this thrown out, and they're going forward, and they're putting it in front of a jury. Here's the true deal now about Kaepernick. Unless we are inside and we find out details as they unfold during this trial. It could, I mean, who knows how it's going to wind up. I'd like to think we're going to find out how details go with this trial, but you have no idea. Is the jury going to be sequestered? Are they not? Who knows? But now a jury is going to decide if Colin Kaepernick's lawsuit against the NFL is legit, what damages they would owe him, or if it's, a hey, Kaepernick is, is just sour grapes, and after hearing what we heard, we're going to walk away, and he's, the NFL doesn't owe him anything. We're never really going to know because this case is going to jury. And some cases, I always say the same thing. If you if you did something bad, if you go to jury trial because you never know who you're going to get. You never know who's going to sit in that jury box and decide you're innocent, you're guilty. But this trial, there's no way people aren't going to sit on this already having their minds made up before they walk in. This is, this is not something where you can hide. Yeah, do you know what's going on with Colin Kaepernick and the NFL? No, what is this? It's, it's pretty much the biggest topic in sports now for two years. Kneeling for the national anthem, everybody knows it. And more importantly, everybody's got an opinion on it. There's no, people are going are gonna to fall over themselves to try to get on this jury. And when they do, they're already going to have their beliefs. They're going to walk in thinking Kaepernick is, is an idiot and he shouldn't be suing the NFL, and there's no way I'm voting for this guy. Or you're going to walk in and go, absolutely, Kaepernick was blackballed. The NFL kept him out. I don't care what they say. I am voting to let his continue. 
people are going to have their minds made up. That's just how it's going to be. You think people are going to walk with open mind, not in this jury, not in this type of situation. So when that happens, it's going to be who's going to have the, the majority? Who's going, to, who's going to be able to have the people on the jury that's going to be able to help decide this? Because that's really what it is. Because people are going to go in saying, okay, I believe this, I believe that. It's almost, it's almost like this. If you had a Democrat, if you had a, a, a government official who was on trial for something, a high-profile government official, doesn't matter what, doesn't matter if they're a Democrat or Republican. If if they're a Democrat, then Republicans are going to get on this trial are going to vote to convict him no matter what, and Democrats are going to vote to keep him off. Same thing if it was Republican. Republicans would vote to keep him. Democrats would vote. That's how this is. That's how big a deal this is. I don't know that we're going to get a true and just outcome more than we're going to get, okay, it's the roll of the dice whoever winds up on the on the jury. No, and that's where, where this gets interesting is now you're talking about this getting into the season. It happens right on the eve of the season, so it becomes the dominant story. And what is the final night of preseason football? Sure, many dismiss it, but there's still a lot of guys fighting for jobs, and you're still paying attention to some of the the workings of the second and third string because you know what? You're going to see a lot of those guys in action before it's all done. So the NFL, the last thing they, they would want is for this to become the hot-button topic. We know there, there will most likely be uh, something that flows out of the White House relative to this decision, which I hadn't seen anything as of yet. Uh, but sure, that's that's coming before business sets off on Friday. And then you look at the way this is going to work as it goes into the season. You've got owners, coaches, team executives. Go on down the line. What did you hear? What did you say? Transcripts. We start going into this whole thing. You know, I don't know that you're going to get away with what uh, they did at Ohio State of, hey, you get four hours with the guy's phone before you get to do anything and 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 push forward. So, you know, there, there's a lot that could still come out in the wash here, right? I mean, John Elway talked about it. Hey, it is chance, but the timeline he was giving wasn't in line with the protests and, and the movement that began and the way the timeline has worked there. So now you got him and Jerry Jones. Now you have to find out what was said and what went on with the, the rest of the owners and it depends how deep they want to go. I mean, you want to go really deep into personnel. You want to go deep down into scouting. Mm-hmm. Man, there's 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 a lot of people, and it, it all all it's going to take is one or two who don't remember exact language, but leading comments, whatever. And all of a sudden, you you get into a gray area where those predispositions, those prejudices coming in one way or the other become that much more magnified. Well, here's the thing. It, it's going to come out to this. It's just like the Urban Meyer situation. If there were texts or emails that implicated Urban Meyer that he knew about Zach Smith's 2015 domestic violence assault allegation. That was going to be it. But there was no smoking gun. There was no correspondence between Urban Meyer and anybody saying that he knew what was going on. This is why he was able to escape punishment, because obviously Ohio State and the committee they had go in went in with the express desire to make sure he stayed the head coach at Ohio State. They went and say, we're going to do we're going to do this for you. That's exactly what that's exactly how the investigation. Went. I got to say this. You had so people I didn't even want to give him a suspension for one game on this. I'm like, really? He had an unsafe workplace environment with a guy who should have been fired years ago. But that's what you're going to need. If there's evidence, if there's an email, if there's some kind of physical, because even the he said, he said thing isn't going to work. If you have a scout that says, oh, I kind of remember so-and-so saying this, they can say, no, I never said that. No, it's got to be But it's got to be some kind voice. of correspondence. Sure. If they have that, then it's going to be game over. Now, I'm not a lawyer, 
but I'll play one for You'll a couple You'll play one minutes. on the radio. I have a feeling that if there was documentation that proved that Colin Kaepernick was being blackballed, we would have known that by now. That's not going to be that would have been leaked that from some yeah, source. Because right? he's got a lot of supporters inside the NFL, inside of teams, where there would have been someone who left a job or felt, you know what, I feel awful what's happened to this guy anonymously. I'm going to let you know that this email exists. I'm going to let you know that this email, this text chain has been going on between all the owners, and Jerry Jones keeps deleting it. Well, that's you the know, thing. We're over two years you on would, this. You would need that. We would know that by now. I would think that we would know that, and that to me, that's what's going to make it impossible to prove it. It's it's good for him going forward that, hey, I didn't see any evidence, arbitrator didn't see any evidence to say it can't go forward, but there's got to be some kind of 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 evidence that the the prosecution can point to and go, here, there's this. There's this, there's this, because that would be game over. But two years in, with that, I, I don't know that that exists. Yeah, at this point, you don't have the smoky gun. You know, we mentioned Ohio State and, and wrap that in here a little bit. Uh, there was a trustee that stepped down from the board uh, shortly after the university announced uh, Urban Meyer's punishment last week. Quote, I didn't, I didn't feel I'd seen high-integrity behavior, Jeffrey Wadsworth. Uh, I want to know what was in, what else was in the room where it happened, because he he's – clapping his hands and saying, I'm done with this. So what what else was going on? We saw the 23-page report. But same thing here in the, the Kaepernick situation as this pushes forward is how many executives, how deep does it go, right? You know, we, we reference a lot of pop culture. Remember, spare no expense at the season uh, series finale of Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Look at anybody who ever met him, dealt with him, and had something <laughs> to say. I got to imagine this becomes the same type of thing where you get bankrolled to bring in every person who may have touched a file or may have been in direct contact with an owner with regards to this issue. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen. I mean, I mean, it would be stunning to me if we saw that kind of evidence come up in this trial. Mike at Swollen Dome. Coming up next, we got more from college football. We have the big takeaway from the one game involving a top 25 team tonight and a big trade in Major League Baseball. All that and more. That's next. This is Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. I just responded to a tweet that came in for you. Okay. It was... Was um, it blaming you for something I said? Well, it was not today. It's, I'm going to take legal advice from the guy who committed a felony against the Postmaster General by stealing a mailbox. I, I, The Postmaster General doesn't even know my name. Does it? No, I did not. No. I just said the Postmaster no. General was Wilford Brimley. I, <laughs> I'm Wilford Brimley. I want to talk to you about stealing mailboxes and diabetes. That's a good combination because sometimes you need to know <laughs> your mailbox needs to be there because you've got important medications showing up. People need to respect and that's uh, life and death. And I've seen some of the medication you've brought on a nightly basis. It's like you're an 85-year-old man. I'm, I'm working, <laughs> buddy. I, it's a long road. There might be a blog or a... You need, you need one of those things that the pills in the S, M, T, W, T, H, F, S, A. On Sunday. I, I wish they were that kind of pills, but I'm, I'm working my way into... I open uh, up the pill rack and I put all the pills yes, in thank my Sunday you. pills, my Monday pills, my Tuesday pills. You're going to need that, Grandpa. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> At the... Uh, <laughs> Exposing the soft underbelly of what's going on. Yeah, you know, we got so we got some concerns. We're taking care of leaner, meaner uh, as we get into this NFL season, college football, and and dancing around the studio, burned off some calories as I watched the Wildcats win. Yeah, you had that little blue pill too, right? What's that for? 
Sometimes you got to celebrate victories on a higher level, buddy. Whoa! Oh. Whoa! It's not even the slide over baby hour yet. Slide over baby hour on the East Coast. Uh, sure, 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 sure. In Central Time Zone, in Mountain Time Zone, the official time zone of Fox Sports Sunday with me and Dan Byer. Is it the official? There's it official is. time zone? Yeah. You have the mountain time, time zone. zone. That is right. Right, Sam? Why? Sam knows. The mountain yeah. time yeah. zone. D- don't even tell me, because you say mountain time zone. That means 99.9% of people across the United States have no idea what time something is. And that's okay. It's one because of five it, it's mountain time. our time. It's our time. Embrace time zone. You is, have to embrace mountain time. Mountain time. Is that an hour behind us? Is that two hours ahead of us? Is it the same time zone as us? No. Mountain time zone. All it does is people. <laughs> All it does is confuse people. That's what I'm all about. That's all it is. Mountain I like time. to keep you guessing. I have no idea when. The, I have no idea. I mean, I'm a straight shooter most of the time, but every once in a while, you need a little bit of misdirection. You need to keep people guessing. Well, especially when there's some time, right? Like, like when you do, like I think, like Arizona and California sometimes are on the same time. Sometimes, sometimes not, not, right? I mean, that's just you know. And then you got part of Indiana. I mean, there's a lot uh, of stuff going on. Uh, one thing going on tonight: a big trade in Major League Baseball. The New York Yankees have acquired former NL MVP Mike Piazza. Have <laughs> former NL MVP. Is he going to you know, have a bat thrown at him? Andrew McCutcheon from the San Francisco Giants in exchange for a couple of minor leaguers. Don't worry, it's nobody you ever heard of because, you know, oh, it's not even. No, That's it's a good not. name, Kyle it's Crick. Okay. Kyle Crick is a pretty That's good a name. That's a good name. He could go Ooh. on to the all-name team if he makes yeah, it. Well, Kyle Crick sounds like a guitarist. There you go. Brian Reynolds and Cash. Cash, 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 Cash. Uh, who's uh, who's the no? There was uh, 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 Jerry Crick, right, right, and and uh, Michigan State had a running back named a uh, Call Crick, right, a couple years ago. Sure, I'm out of I'm out of Crick. I got nothing for you. Call him Slick from Turtle Crick, Lemuda Stevens. He's got the hat trick. That's the that's the big Mike Lang line. And then you um, yo. <laughs> so if you rhyme, you have to. The Yankees get Andrew McCutcheon. Now, what does this mean? This means we ain't going to see Aaron Judge. For a long time. Now, McCutcheon surely can play center field. Maybe he'll play a little bit of that, but he has been playing right field primarily since they moved positions on him about a year and a half ago. And he also can play left. He can play anywhere in the outfield because Andrew McCutcheon is that good defensively. He's not the player he was four years ago. Man, the, he, he was four years too early. You, you remember the contract he signed? Oh, yeah, yeah. Six years, $51 yeah. million. Yeah. Wow, look at the money. It's like... No, if he'd been two or three years later with those stats. Hey, look at the money. <laughs> look at him. He's laying like yeah. you and breaking bad on a giant bed of cash. But he'll wind up playing a little bit. He'll yep. play right field. He'll help them uh, rest Giancarlo Stanton. Or well, what did they say? DH 83, 84 too. games in a row yeah. for Stanton? Yeah, so Stanton will lead DH a little bit too. They'll be able to keep him out and keep him a little bit fresher. So that's the, you know, that's the main thing. He's going to come in and, and be a presence. Look. He's not the player he was. He's not a guy with a you know with a, a war of five or six or seven right. or eight, which is what he was during his heyday. He's more of a war of between one point five and two, and he's someone that even though he's thirty one, he feels like he got old overnight because suddenly in the last couple of years his batting average has taken a big dive. He's not. He doesn't have the power numbers like he used to. And I feel like boy, we just watched a guy who should still be in his prime. At 31 years old, you should still be in your prime if you're a guy like Andrew McCutcheon. But he did play every day for a long time, and you know you see a lot of snap, you see a lot of pitches, you play a lot of innings, log a lot of time. But he looks like a guy that is that is much older 
than he was, and you don't know how much time he has left. Still, he's productive, though. It's not like they got a guy that's not going to hit. They got a guy who's going to hit a little bit for you and, and, and you know, be still as a 20 and 70 type guy, 20 and 68, 20 and 72 type guy. So that's okay, but not the impact player he once was. But that's the thing. They would not have done this if Aaron Judge was coming back. And right now he's still just working out. He's not been able to even hold a bat. So I, I don't know that we see Aaron Judge until maybe the end of September at this point. Yeah, he was speculating a little bit during the series with the White Sox. They they lost two or three, but uh, did have a walk-off win. So everybody was in a good mood, got, got the microphone in the face, said, look, since I didn't have surgery, they tell me that I can come back earlier, press for time, looking at a, uh, a, a timetable on it, and he wouldn't give them much of anything in terms of opening that window, but certainly missing, what, since mid-July or, or late July in terms of how long he's been out with that, that chip, bone chip in the, the wrist. So you're, you're looking at this buys them some time, gets them some flexibility, 45 extra base hits for McCutcheon this year. No slouch, right? One every 10 at bats, not the the beast he once was. Batting average down to, to 255, which would be a career low. But you're still looking at a guy who who, could, who has played in big games, has played in big situations, has the, the pedigree of, of being a once MVP and put him in a lineup of guys that can actually hit as opposed to where he's languished in any of those spots in his career, right, uh, where he's had to carry things four straight years of top five MVP voting. So now you have an opportunity to go play for a team still fighting, and, and maybe that gets the bat flowing. With smaller ballpark, you're not hitting, you know, at AT&T Park. You're not hitting at Dodger Stadium. You're not hitting down at, at Petco. You actually have games in places where perhaps you have a few more extra base hits because you got shorter porches. So some opportunity perhaps for McCutcheon to reestablish things as well in the final year of this deal. I mean, watch out. Watch out. Aaron Judge, see when he winds up coming back. I wanted to make sure I got this right, too, though. It's um, Abiato Avellino and an unnamed minor league. Wasn't he the quarterback of the Bears? Bob Avellino, oh, a legend sorry, from the seventies, early eighties. Yeah, I was referencing the earlier trade uh, with with McCutcheon, but you know we had to get Crick in. <laughs> uh, coming up in a minute, we're going to get to the biggest story coming off of college football tonight. But first, you know what we haven't done in a while? What's that, buddy? Let's check in on Christian Hackenberg tonight. Oh, sweet! Played quarterback for the Eagles against the Jets tonight. Had a chance to haunt his old team. Let's check in and see how he did. Second and nine, up at the forty-eight and a half. Under center is Hackenberg. Short drop. Puts it in the air uncatchably high over on the far side of the field intended for Greg Ward. Hackenberg has thrown some passes that have been very impressive. Others that have been woefully off target, including two that went to the New York Jets. Hackenberg sails it and gets it intercepted. Going back the other way. And Hackenberg has to make the tackle after the interception. He's going to put the Jets inside the Eagles' 10-yard line down at the 5. Some of the more depressing play-by-play calls we've heard in recent memory. Woefully. Un- uncatchably. <laughs> uncatchably. 
I mean, I know Looney doesn't like adverbs, but he can get that one in. Yeah, even Merrill Reese is like, listen, I don't know what to do with this guy. I'm just glad it's not a Jets thing. It's not like, oh, he sucked here, but, oh, look at him go someplace else. Look how great he is. No, no that's tough. Jets, Raiders, now the Eagles. And okay. you know, I'm Feeling slightly better that it's, yeah. it's, it's not me, it's you. No, this, hey, this is the golden time now. It's the Jets. Everything they're doing. But they're getting the quarterback position the right. Touch. This is another one where you can put it in the column of we got the quarterback position right after getting it so woefully, to use that word, wrong. They have the Midas touch. The Jets can do no wrong, which means disaster is right around the corner. But the Jets can do I feel like we need no like a, a string quartet in the <laughs> corner ready. <laughs> Twitter ad, how about a fresco? So I'm glad I'm glad I, we found out how Christian Hackenberg Wow, that's good. Woefully. In, in effect. Uh, Mike at Swollen Dome, coming <laughs> up in one minute. The biggest story of the night from college football, but first a guy who brings you big story Hi. after big story. It's Tom Looney with what is trending not only in his mind, but in the sports and world. And to be clear, I don't have a problem with adverbs. I have a problem with human beings whose last names are adverbs. Charles Oakley, Charles Barkley, Jim Lampley. You, you, you hear oh, okay. okay. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, Mike Quick. Or I mean, you actually just had no. people with with if his name was, on the end. If his, Nick, Nick, if his name was Mike Quickly, I wouldn't. Uh, I'm sitting there going, Oakley. Oakley's a noun. Those are sunglasses. No, that's, that's, that's definitely a verb. Okay. Oakley. <laughs> and he's acting very Oakley again tonight, getting in trouble somewhere. <laughs> uh, Fox Sports Radio has learned at this late hour from Buster Olney of ESPN, the San Francisco Giants have traded Andrew McCutcheon to the New York Yankees. Yankees lost to the Tigers tonight. Tigers had five home runs. They are dead last in Major League Baseball, but they had five against the Bronx Bombers. Tigers won at 8-7. In a battle of the Sox, red nine, white four. J.D. Martinez had home run number 39. He's plays for the guys in the red Sox. St. Louis so hot, even their pitchers are hitting home runs. John Gant with a big dinger for the Redbirds. Card swashbuck of the Pirates, 5-0. Former Brave. Tommy LaStella yeah, hit a pinch hit homer, uh, the first of his career against his former team. Cubs bunted the Braves 5-4. to four. Andrew Heaney had six scoreless innings. Never heard of He's a pitcher for the Angels. Angels, holy smoke, the Astros 5-2 to two for games in progress. Check out FoxSports.com. And whoa, Nelly! We had college football tonight. Shout out the late Keith Jackson. The 21st sense, uh, 21st ranked team in the country, University of Central Florida, played unranked UConn. McKenzie rolls out, pressure, looks downfield, throws it downfield, the end zone. Caught, touchdown, Trey Nixon! Oh, my goodness! McKenzie Milton making something out of nothing, and Nixon sneaks behind the quarterback. And Trey Nixon's first catch of the UCF night is a touchdown. Eric Kohler with the call voice of the Knights. University of Central Florida blitzed UConn 56-17. And now we continue talking sports and time zones with Fox Sports Radio's <laughs> Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. Uh, just really quick. Oh, by the way, we yes. always say it's very difficult for news happening late at night. Apparently, 25 minutes ago, yes. Eminem put out a new album. Dropped it, dropped it at midnight. Whoa. And the cover oh. looks just like Beastie Boys' License to Ill. I mean, look, I'm showing the cover. It, it's License to it's Ill. It's a good homage. Yeah. I mean, Unless it's just trying to capitalize on familiar no, pictures, I think, saying, I don't have that one in my CD case. Ooh, he remade License to Ill. Ooh, nice. That'd be pretty Did cool. Did he do Paul Revere? Oh, just me and my horsey and a quart of beer. <laughs> uh, the Midnight <laughs> album release. How about that? That is fascinating. I would have gone and stood in line at Tower Records. So, Tom Looney, <laughs> Tom Looney, your your assignment for your update next hour, okay, is to get as many okay. Beastie Boys licensed to ill 
song titles into in your update okay. as possible. Okay, I'll do that actually in the next hour. Yeah, 10.30 Pacific hour, time. I know you're yes. in the time zones. That would be 10.30 yes. Pacific what, what, what time. Would that, what would that be mountain time? It's 10.30, same right now. I don't really? get it. Is it the same? Yeah, Are right you now. Sure? Yes, yeah, because I got thrown off by that today. When I- <laughs> <laughs> CNN had a mountain time zone up, and I thought, oh, good, I got yeah. another hour. And then they realized they didn't. That makes no sense. Yeah. Absolutely no sense. Uh, but also, speaking about breaking news, hey, yes. guess what? What's that? The Houston Rockets finally found a suck. They finally found a team to take Ryan Anderson's contract. Wow! Oh my God! And it's the Phoenix Suns. Oh, oh right, yeah, then. yeah. Is that is that really a surprise? No, no it's is not that a real surprise. surprise. Who could possibly they take? Suck. Oh, the Suns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Anderson just got traded uh, to the Phoenix Suns. So now. The Suns absorb that huge. It's like being in the federal witness contract. relocation program when you play for the Suns, the Cardinals, the oh. Angels. Yeah, but if you play with play the Suns like a lot, though, Looney, you're going to get to watch him play LeBron James a lot. So well, at least know, those guys will well, get a LeBron, couple of games. Yeah, LeBron will score seventy against the Suns. It'll be well. Great. That's fine. It'll be good business for us. And yes, for you and I know. Uh, you'll I can't be wait. Asked, you'll be trying. I'm to get playing to... lead guitar on that Laker bandwagon, <laughs> baby. <laughs> uh, Brandon Knight, part of that trade uh, going back. So Ryan Anderson, they're finally out from under Ryan. They finally found a team to take Ryan Anderson's <laughs> wow. contract. Not even the Knicks would take that contract. That's how bad it was. Could have given it time. Uh, uh, still early. Know. Well, Either yeah. that or the Mets would have. Stop. Oh, no, they would have oh, sold wow. him for cash. That's, That's too the much. They, they, they never take on cash. They always right, try they're to looking rid to them. Get cash. That's one thing I always know. They'll never take on salary. <laughs> they spread it out over 30 years. The, the, the yeah. Mets will never take on a bad contract. Thank you, Mr. Luder. Sure. Uh, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. More info. Visit geico.com. So one top 25 team in college football in action tonight and of a night we had some fun stuff we talked northwest yeah we did do and, and utah and x a&m and all this kind of stuff but the one game involving a top 25 team last year's darling central florida who had all kinds of problems with uconn mckenzie rolls out pressure looks downfield still looking still looking deciding what he wants to do throws it downfield the end zone pass is going to be caught touchdown trey nixon oh my goodness Mackenzie Milton making something out of nothing, and Nixon sneaks behind the quarterback. And Trey Nixon's first catch of the UCF night is a touchdown. Mackenzie Milton with a huge night, five touchdowns, make it five touchdowns as Central Florida absolutely blows the doors off of UConn, fifty-six to seventeen, the final score. And hopefully, after the game was over, reporters said to Mackenzie Milton, "Hello, Milton, what's <laughs> happening?" Uh, we have, but here's the thing about Central Florida, and there were some chance you figured that was going to happen during the game. It's been a few months. We've had a long time to get past this, but still, Central Florida fans, we know who they want. We want Bama! We want Bama! We want Bama! We want Bama! Living in the past. Got to move on. Got to move on, man. It's like, listen... Your, your ex broke up with you. She's moved on. You got to move on. Well, you Alabama hasn't on. played yet. No, but. I'm look, happy as hell. So Just, for the moment, they could say, hey, you know what? We still want our peace. Look, Central Florida fans are upset. Didn't get a chance to play for the national title last year after having the undefeated season. Beating Auburn in a bowl game. Hey, we belong. We belong. Scott Frost is beating the drum for it before he says, oh, hey, Nebraska wants to hire me. So take it easy, guys. Here's the thing about Central Florida. They're the new Boise State. Boise State, for much of the 2000s, was that fly-in-the-ointment team, the 
small town, the small team that you have to watch out for that's going to roll over you and win games. That's your identity. You can be upset about saying we want Bama all you want, but live in reality. You're never getting a chance to play for the national title as long as there are only four teams in the college football playoff. You don't deserve it because you play nobody. You don't play the schedule of the other Power Five conferences. You don't play an SEC schedule or a Big or a Big Ten schedule or a Pac-12 schedule. You don't do it. So don't tell me you deserve to play just because you beat Auburn in a bowl game. Yeah, it's nice. One time in, in, in history, one moment in time, yeah, great. They won a bowl game, and that's awesome. I'll tell you it's hard for Auburn to get up for a game against Central Florida where they have nothing at stake, and Central Florida has everything at stake because they want to prove themselves. But the bottom line is this. It's why mid-majors shouldn't be allowed in the NCAA tournament. Not that they can't beat the bigger teams, but because they don't do enough during the regular season to earn their way into the tournament. You get a team like Wichita State, or you get you get a team, whether it's Loyola Marymount or Pepperdine or something, whoever it is, that runs roughshod over their mid-major schedule, and they're suddenly they're 30-2, and two, and it's, well, we, we, you're, you're in. You're an 11 seed, but you're in. Well, you know what? No, because you don't play anybody. You don't play anybody the ACC plays. You don't play anybody the Big East plays. You don't play anybody the Pac-10 plays. You don't play the Pac-12 plays. Anybody the Big Ten plays. You don't. You don't play these games against good enough teams. So I can't. you can't tell me you deserve to get in with a resume that plays substandard teams. No, it's the equivalent of a team playing a triple-A schedule and being allowed in the Major League Baseball playoffs. Oh, but look how good we were at triple-A. It's a different level of competition. If Central Florida played in a, in a Power 5 conference, they would go 500 maybe. Maybe they would go 500. They're never going to be allowed in because voters are never going to say, yes, you should be in there. If there were eight teams, I would say, okay, for one of those spots, they could take one of those spots, put them in, and you'll see you play the one seed and see how you do. But if there's four teams, I'm sorry, but two, even three lost teams out of the SEC, out of the Big 12, are going to get those spots, and they should get them over you because they're better. Yeah, unless you're going to get to aggressive expansion of your playoff scenarios where you're now looking at that's written in, right? Like Notre Dame has it written in the the if we have this record and everything else that at least they did in the BCS world that that they get their consideration here unless you go to eight and it's written in hey outside the top you know the big five as long as these conditions are met you get a, an automatic berth you look at the schedule there's not a top 25 team to be found there's not a top 40 team to be found on this schedule going forward and it's, it was a fun story and, and fun to watch a team compete to try to go undefeated I, I think everybody got caught up in the run there was some great players on that that roster and Scott Frost of course football you know royalty as it were given his success as a player and now gets to go back to his alma mater trading on the undefeated season bouncing them back from their winless season the year before but you you start going through the schedule it it just doesn't doesn't fly and it, it's a nice story and it's something that you can get caught up in the underdog that everybody wants and you know the any given sunday mentality is there that you can pull off one game, but all that usually does in the NCAA tournament is it messes everything up and creates blowouts later on. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen. I mean, if it was, if they played a schedule, I would say yeah, but it's simply it's never going to happen. But in all the big conference, everybody's going, oh, look at the cream puffs. These guys play at the front. They still have to play their conference yeah, they schedule. they got to play eight games against good teams. I mean, it really, it just, I mean, want to complain a bit, that, that's great, but realize you're not, voters are not going to put you in those games. 
When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. Well, coming up next, both you and I have done fantasy football, continue to do it oh, as, yeah, as, as part of our lives. And, you know, we feel pressure when we give out fantasy sure. football advice. But maybe there is no more pressure giving out fantasy advice than in the breaking story we're going to bring you coming up next involving a former star NFL quarterback. That's next. Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Getting a full dance and would-be rap show here Mike in the Geico. H. Fox Sports Radio Studios. Oh, I'm standing up and rapping. Oh, yeah, that's me. I know every single word to this album. Every single word. I get it. I got it. I know it's good. The rhymes are right. You wish you would. I'm never in training. My voice is not straining. The Jets got Sam Darnold, and I'm not really complaining. <laughs> Nicely done. Went into your locker, and I smashed Saquon Barkley's glasses. Ooh. Come on in, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Catch yeah. Giants. Kick it. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike D. Twitter at How About a Fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome. Yes, Eminem dropped a new album tonight, Midnight. Can't wait to hear it. And it, the cover of it looks like License to Ill by yeah, the Beastie does. Boys. Yeah. Beastie Boys songs all night. License to Ill songs all night, Sam. All that doesn't work in the slide Beastie over baby hour. Sure it does. Beastie no. Boys always works. Um, we have more college football NFL big stories coming up in the next hour. This NFL story, though, deserves a couple of minutes. Let's get it. You and I both doled out fantasy advice, good portions of our lives. Still do. Television, write, written word, everything. Barking it out earlier today. It's a, uh, it's a process, and you know, being wrong sometimes is tough. I, but, I take the hate just as much as I. I mean, I, I wear that better than I do a, a, a pat on the back, actually. But is there more at stake than if you're giving fantasy football advice while in prison to your fellow prisoners? While I'm actually in prison, not just visiting. No, no. My, Michael Vick. Remember, had a 17 month sentence in federal prison yes, for his role did. in the dog fighting ring. Yeah, he did an interview with USA Today saying that during this time, he would give out football advice to other inmates who said, quote, they had their own little brackets, little things going on, getting insight from me. I can't say I was always right, but I was right a majority of the time. So these inmates had bets with each other over players, their own fantasy football stats going on. I don't know that there's more pressure in the world than being the guy giving fantasy football advice to prisoners. See, I give I give advice on the outside. Yeah, we'd have guys calling, claiming any, they were no, in a prison. No, no. And we'd ask to hear the guard, you know, have the guard come on and have the, confirm it. The, no, and they'd confirm it saying, yeah, you know, and they'd give an inmate number or whatever the case would be. Yeah, but that's fine. You're on the outside. If you're on the no, inside. No, but that's it. I can only imagine. I can't, I can't, I can't say. Think about hey, it. Hey, ah, you had that picked all the way right, and then it was a 90-yard touchdown. Ah, that's it. Dude, t- Robbie Anderson have a big week this week. You look, Robbie Anderson, two catches, 17 yards. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Something's going to happen to me. There's good. I need protection. I need protection. I, c- I couldn't give out I mean, fantasy you could, advice. You couldn't eat the, the lunch that day. I mean, you have no idea what's going on. I couldn't go. Where, well, in all the prison movies, where, where all, all the worst things happen in the lunchroom. 
or the laundry room, right? It used the to be laundry, yeah, well, everybody was always scared of the shower, right? In prison, oh, it's the shower, it's the shower. You know, no, no, no. It's really the laundry and and the cafeteria when you know people get knives and forks to eat. Those are always the worst places. Well, and you're kind of in isolation because you're working a job. Yeah, and I you're kind I, of off on, on your own. I couldn't, eat, or or where things got heated because you didn't get enough Salisbury steak. That's that's pressure, man. That's pressure. Who you like this week, and you better be right. Oh, my God, have a big week. Please Think about it, he was picking week. against the number. Please have a big oh. week. Have <laughs> you ever been in a, in a Turkish prison? Whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't think they do fantasy football in, in Turkish prison. They might. They might do. Tur- is there, Like, can we – is is there a, a fantasy – can you do a prison fantasy league? Like what would you do? What, what if they were having a football league like the longest yard? No, and now no, no. we're picking guys like that are dra- playing out drafting, of prison. You're drafting prisoners for whatever, you know, they have to do whatever. Because you could draft anything in fantasy. We could draft we could do all we right. We can make here. a game for anything. We're drafting I'm sure within the walls of a prison there are yeah, games. We can make, we're, gonna, we're gonna draft prisons in my prison fantasy league. Wow. This really took a deep dark turn now, didn't it? It did. It I, went from Michael Vick being, hey, no. give us some fantasy advice too. All right, now we're I We're couldn't doing do a draft over. I couldn't do a radio show in prison. We couldn't do this show in prison. What if we said something about an athlete that a, that a prisoner liked? You say that about you say Manu Ginobili's not a Hall of Famer. I'll show you a Hall of. Well, Fame depending on where it. you were, that Manu uh, take um, might, have, might have been bad uh, for you. I meant that I think Manu you might have Ginobili been on the court. And someone would have someone would have literally tried to break your ankles on the court. We would do the most vanilla radio show ever. I like this guy. I like this guy. I and here's like a number guy. one hit. Like no, it's factual. Video. You can hate the song, but it was number one. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. Just think about the pressures giving away fantasy I'll advice. I'll tell you what, man. While you're on the inside. Big story from the NFL and college football next. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. And I have a very happy Mike yeah. Harmon next to me. Yes, sir. Because his Northwestern Wildcats... Are one and oh. Can we have the final call of the Northwestern Purdue game? Look at so that. Let's get that because the real opening night of college football, we had a mini slate of games, had about 12 or 15 games today. Northwestern and Purdue. When you see Northwestern, Purdue, and UConn trending, you know it's opening night in college football. And the Northwestern Wildcats open up with a victory, but still, play by play. The men understand it's only one game. Final seconds winding down. It's all over here at Ross-Ade Stadium. And for the first time in 2018, the Wildcats win. The Cats got it out after building a 14-point lead. They hold off the Boilermakers 31-27. to And the Wildcats are atop the Big Ten West at 1-0. Until Big Ten play resumes. <laughs> well, it's true. Huh? You know, that's my favorite part is that they all you got to do is say, we're in first place. It's like I do with the Mets all the time. Hey, Mets are in first place. It's one game. Doesn't matter. But he even goes so far as to say they're in first place. Dave Ennett, giving it to you straight on WGN Radio. Until the Big Ten. <laughs> And begin play later on this weekend. I dig it. We're in for, I'm with it for a little while yeah. until then. Well, but folks get excited. I mean, obviously it's the opening to the season, but you got to make sure you you put it in the reality check 
as it were, in there. It's a fun 31-27 victory. Saw some good things. Running back position still looks solid. Secondary needs some work. Tackling on both sides was awful. And that was one of the themes if you watched any of the college football tonight. If you missed it, uh, I'll give you that. Uh, Tackling was terrible. As much as we watched the NFL preseason and bemoaned how the referees are handling a lot of things, mm-hmm. here it was just sloppy. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of guys, hey, you got to uh, get him right in the gut. No, he slides off and gains another five yards or slips the seam, and suddenly he's gone for another 40 yards. No, it was, it was not a pretty pretty game in, in many respects, but I'll take the victory in this jersey, and it is the slide over baby hour, so it's purple shoes, no pants. Taking the victory and first place in the West until Big Ten play. I really hope your team loses by 50 tomorrow. <laughs> oh, we could at Central Michigan. That could easily happen. That's the hope. That could easily that happen. That you get buried on easy, a Friday night. Easy. But wearing your Northwestern jersey that has the a gothic style. It's more yeah. it, No, it's more like a White Castle style. It looks like the White Castle font on the front but of your jersey. isn't that a gothic style? Yeah, no, it's more like doesn't White it make Castle. you want to go get a box of sliders? I want to get a Crave case right should now. I, should I bring some back from Chicago? I want to get 24 White Castles right now. I mean, I'll be right by Midway Airport. I can uh, slide on over White, in for some sliders before. White Castle is the best. I'd, be, I'd uh, not be a hero on the plane bringing that back. I oh, it, that. It's, it's, oh, yeah, yeah. White Castle. White Castle always, you eat it and you go, oh my God, this five minutes of my life is glorious. Then you go, yeah, I'm going to pay for that for a while. Yeah. No, yeah I, What's going to happen? Gastrono- gastronomic distress. <laughs> <laughs> but it tastes so good while you're eating it. It's so good. 64 slices of America. Uh, so with much more college football to get to, like I said, we have a... We have one team to play tonight, high-profile team that you got to tap the brakes on. We got one team that you have to watch out for. Going to be a big fly in the ointment. Tonight is Week Four, final game in the National Football League across the league, and I love Week Four of the preseason because you always see highlights and look at the box score and you realize, oh, this guy's still a quarterback. No, in the and NFL. that's good. This guy's still a quarterback. Like Joe Webb played quarterback tonight, and I think the world could end in fire or ice. And still, Joe Webb will be in the NFL either playing quarterback or receiver somewhere. That is pretty good. It does. He's got a good run, right? I mean, that's what, year seven, year eight? He's only 31. So, you know, the guy can stay in the game for a while. But, I mean, it's like every, oh, it's it's week four. It must we be need Joe another Webb. camp arm. It's Joe Webb time. I mean, he's been in the league since 2010. Yeah. When he set the league on fire as a member of the oh, Minnesota yeah. Vikings. He did. Joe Webb. Joe Webb, yo. How about that? It was Joe Webb. Vikings, Panthers. Who? Buffalo Bills, and now the Houston Texans. Uh, and because of quarterbacks, we have two teams that could go 0-16, but we'll get to them in a second. Because. <laughs> You're calling your shot for a winless team. <laughs> Good for you. You've seen two in the last three years. That's the Browns. Well. But, uh, you know, we'll still see them again. But easily the quarterback highlight of the night comes to us out of New England. No, it did not involve Tom Brady. It did not involve watermelon rolls or badminton. It involved a play that, well, let's just say none of us saw it coming. First and 10 for Danny Etling and company who fakes the handoff is going to run. 20, 25, right side, 30, 35, 40. Look at him on his feet into Giants territory. 30, 25, 20. Look at Danny Etling. Touchdown, Patriots. Wow. 
Danny Etling putting on a show here in the second half. He knocked over a Giants defender earlier in the second half. But on that play, he goes 86 yards with the fake handoff. The Patriots bench is in an uproar. <laughs> Brady, Hoyer. That was awesome as the entire team is coming over and congratulating Danny Etling. That was pretty good. The Dolphins just offered three first-round picks for Danny Etling. Danny Etling straight from that run. Threw for 157 yards for the Patriots and ran for 113, an 86-yard touchdown run. And it was a thing of glory. It was. It really was. was. It was one of those plays where he's in the gun and he fakes the handoff, everybody goes left, and he takes off right, and clearly everybody thought the football's in the running back's hands, and he runs down down the sideline. Now... If you watch this play from the midway point through, right? If you watch it, I mean, eighty-six yard touchdown run by a quarterback just doesn't happen. No, no. But not if, at all. if you if you picked except up Michael this Vick play, when he was running, well, yeah. No, Terrell Pryor had that. Oh uh, yeah, touchdown run start a game. I remember I had him on the bench in my fantasy. I know. I remember because you texted uh, me. You're I was not happy. So upset about that. It's okay. It's not your fault. But if you start, if you picked up this play like in the middle, like after uh, Danny Etling crosses midfield, you would look at it and go, "Whoa, is this a fake punt?" Right, he's a fake running. punt, he or looks like he looks like Fumble a Ruski. Yeah, just kind of crazy. Oh, is it a fake punt? No, no, no. This, he was playing quarterback, no, and the snap went. And he went for a touchdown. Design run. I mean, you got to love it. That, that fake into the middle really sold him. That'll well, get him another look somewhere, right? Well, well no. What happened? Either was, that, or the rest of the guys didn't care. Well, although no, that guy was busting ass to get back there. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, I want to tackle him. No, the Patriots, obviously, they had the Giants game plan beforehand, and they had oh. tapes they knew, so they knew that play. You know, there was work. a lot of love fest before the game. <laughs> you notice that how much run the Brady, Belichick, and Eli Manning quick minute got? I mean, that was that was a, a hallmark moment for the ages. Mm-hmm. And then when you put Tom Brady alongside Odell Beckham Jr., you realize how small Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. is. No, he's not very tall. <laughs> he's not a big he's man. He's not a tall man. No. Uh, so Danny Etling clearly with the highlight of the night right there, an 86-yard <laughs> touchdown run by the Patriots. But if they didn't play in the same division, I would give you good odds that the Bills and the Dolphins wouldn't win a game this year. Ooh. Right. The Bills we know. They could, they could tie. Look. <laughs> two ties in the regular okay. season. 0-14 and two. Okay, they could go 0-14 and two. Tonight, the Bills – and the Bears. The Bears were killing Buffalo 27-3 in the fourth quarter. Bears. A.J. McCarron, yeah. who was in the whole night for Buffalo. Well, you weren't going to let Josh Allen play again, were No, you? of course not. He was awful last week. Yet sacked five <laughs> times. Josh Allen, whoa, is it going to be rough. So A.J. McCarron What did I starts- tell you? He's in bubble wrap for that first quarter of the season. Look at that line. Of- <laughs> Look at that line of teams they play to get things started. A.J. McCarron starts, plays the whole game. 13 for 34. He does throw for three touchdowns. Oh, by the way, all in the fourth quarter against the Bears defense, which, listen, anything you do in the fourth quarter of the final preseason game, I don't even know if the Bears had 11 guys on the field. It's a fair question. McCarron got intercepted twice. He was sacked five times. The Bills could go 0-16. The Bills are just so bad. And I would say the Dolphins are too. Look, Brock Osweiler had a big night tonight, but this is where you're at for the Dolphins. You're celebrating, hey, Brock Osweiler threw for 150 yards and two touchdowns. You have nothing at quarterback if you're the Dolphins. You have absolutely nothing. These teams are going to be god-awful. The Jets will lose them at least once in peace. These teams are <laughs> god-awful. They could both go 0-16. These may be, These may be. you may look and go, boy, these are two worst teams in the NFL. I don't know that across the board you have teams that have less offensive talent 
than the Bills and the Dolphins do. I really don't know. If you're the, if you're the, well, you have Sean McCoy, but you don't have anything else, and your quarterback position is awful. If you're Miami, it's well, we got, you. Know, I mean, the the talent level is just the skill positions are just so bad. Corey Coleman, Kelvin Benjamin, okay, and then you've got Lashawn McCoy, and we're still all wondering if there's ever going to be anything out of the league office on Lashawn McCoy, based on information that's been in the press and and whatever else investigators have found. So for Buffalo, it's it's a disaster. Retooled offensive line. You trade look at all the guys you traded away. And you got rid of all those receivers that went on to star elsewhere. Terod Taylor. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he was the answer. No. But he sure as hell wasn't this. <laughs> no. I mean look, they they're they're not going to be able to get the ball to their receivers. And it's not like their receivers Kelvin Benjamin's overrated. Corey Coleman had to be traded. The Dolphins don't have anybody to throw to. Can you really rely on their running game? It's it, They're awful. Both these teams. They, they could both what go 0 What about Kenyon Drake? Everybody loves him. All right. Love and the Kenny Drake. Kenny Stills. I hate the Drake. I love There's the Drake. There's a lot. I hate the Drake. You either love or you hate. I love the yeah. Drake. So, quarterbacks, that's why it's always fun. But trust me, these teams can go 0-16. Now, if you want a hidden fun thing, you want a hidden fun thing we're going to get. Who doesn't like one a, the regular a hidden season. fun thing? <laughs> uh, what's the deal always with the San Diego Chargers. Can't find a kicker, right? Can't yeah. find a kicker. They start 1-4 and four every year, and then they win nine in a row, and they either just make the playoffs by a game or miss by a game. And you hear the same thing. All you got to do is start better. But every year it happens. Last year they start awful because they, they decide to stick with Young-Way Koo and he can't make a field goal the first two weeks, and the season ended after that. Tonight, the Chargers got a field goal on the final play of the game from their New kicker to beat the San Francisco 49ers 23-21. It was a 26-yard field goal by, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, Roberto Aguayo. Oh, boy. How about that? Roberto Aguayo trying to make big kicks for the Chargers the first two weeks of the season. Uh, If you said to me, okay, you can watch one of two things. You can watch Sam Darnold's first start in the National Football League for the Jets. Yeah. I said, okay. Or you can watch Roberto Aguayo trying to kick a 45-yarder on the final play to win the game for the Chargers. I'd have a tough time picking. No, you got to go with the latter. I'd have a tough time Just given history, going back a long way. I did a fantasy uh, roundtable and draft event down in San Diego, and and there were a number of Nate Kading references and (laughs) Young Way Koo. I mean, they they really – there's a lot of hate for the kicker position down in San Diego, let me tell you. Uh, and that's the way. And now we're going to get Roberto Aguayo, who I mean, his history of of being, you know, the, what he had coming out of yeah, school, yeah. he was the best, and he couldn't make a kick. And then watch him, watch him get cut on hard knocks. Hey, Roberto, we've uh, made a decision to go another direction. Okay, walks out wearing his Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. hat. All right, moving on. What's that? I mean, this this that's the best. I mean, really, I don't know. I I love you know how much I love Sam Darnold, but man, I don't know. I had to watch his whole game or Roberto Aguayo to, to see if the Chargers will set the cannon off like they did the yes, game last year. He, yeah. <laughs> he missed the field goal yeah, to set the you cannon know. off. I, I kind of have to see that. Twitter right how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Coming up next, we got more from the NFL, more from college football, including a college football team that played tonight you got to watch out for and one you got to tap the brakes on. That's coming up next right here, Fox Sports Radio. 
Riding across the land, drafting Darnold, comma, Sam. Show your uh-huh. on my tail because I'm in demand. Jets win the AFC East, they will. Bills 0-16 and so are the Dolphins. Win the Super Bowl and win it next year. Win it year after that and the year after that. Four in a row. We're winning everything. The Mets will even win the World Series one year. Nice. Posse in effect, yo. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Yeah, Eminem drops a new album tonight at midnight. Yeah. Puts out an album. Everybody's talking about it all over social media. And uh, the cover is an homage to License to Ill. Beastie Boys, one of the greatest rap albums ever. And 30 years later, I still know every word to every single song. I don't know if I can monetize. I felt like you. I feel like you. Can I monetize that? How do is I there, figure out? Yeah, can know. I make money of this somehow? Can I do it? I don't know. Yeah, do unfortunately, it. that um, Shazam show is part of Fox Broadcasting. I don't oh. know if that works with our contracts, whether you're eligible to go on or not. Oh, really? Nah, it's too bad. I'd like to make a lot of money at that. I figure there's got to be something. We got to figure do. this out, buddy. I mean, something I can do. I got a guy that knows every word to license the else. It's got to uh, be something we'll, for him out there. We'll figure. Like, yeah, but, we, but see, that's the thing. It's that's not the only thing you've got trapped in that oversized no. noggin of yours. There's a lot of, <laughs> as of now, untapped, useless data, and song lyrics, and TV and movie dialogue. That I mean, we could probably have one hell of a YouTube channel. Mm, okay. All right. Or can It'd we be like, a kind of a specialty channel? <laughs> could we like go to a bar somewhere and like 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 grift and like you know, hey, if a guy comes in here that actually knows all the lyrics, oh, I'll pay you all this money, and then I walk in, do 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 do, do play something on the radio, and then there it is. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that that's that's out there. I'd like to think it would be. What are we doing? We're traveling coast to coast. What are you doing? Giving hugs to the listeners who downloaded the podcast on iTunes. Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon gave it five stars. We told him we'd love him forever. Well, now we're making good on that coast to coast hug. Meanwhile, we're stopping in little grease, greasy spoons and bars <laughs> trying to grift a couple of bucks on what kind of useless information rolls around in our dome. I come in and go, no, sleep, tell, queens. No, that's not what it is. I'll bet you you don't know the words. Oh, you're right. You're right. And then boom. I give you something from New Style. Take a or couple of small losses. Time to get in. And now look at now he's coming back. And now he's coming back. <laughs> I could do uh, We'll figure that out. Uh, big night in college football. The Northwestern Wildcats at the top of the Big Ten West until Big Ten play resumes in the next couple of days. But other big action tonight we saw that one team you got to tap the brakes on and one team that you need to realize – they could really ruin many a season. First is Texas A&M. You know, Texas A&M, the, the big debut tonight, Jimbo Fisher, they spent $500 million trying to redo their stadium. They spent $100 million on getting Jimbo Fisher away, and they beat Northwestern tonight. 15, hey, hey. They beat Northwestern State tonight. But is there really a difference? 59, uh, I think there's a wee bit of a difference there, my friend. 59-7. And all right, look, it, it's a great beginning again for AM. We've obviously gone all in on Jimbo Fisher, but let's just tap the brakes a little bit. This is Northwestern State at home when everybody's seeing the renovations on the field for the first time. Let, let's just tap the brakes a little bit on Texas AM. Yes, Mon played well, threw for 184 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Williams ran for 240. It's Northwestern State. This might be their first year with football. They're so the demons, so that's kind of cool. 
Their logo. I mean, the logo is pretty good. That logo looks like like uh, no. You know what the logo looks like? The, the demon. It looks like when you go to Vegas, or you go to a casino, and you 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 pull the slot machines. You got to get three devils. That's the face. That's that the comes devil. Up. Yeah. Okay. That's the face that comes up. It's not a bad logo though. No, for a football team, or it could. You know, it also looks like it could be a logo for a vodka too. No, that, now you're talking. What a pretty cool tattoo you'd get in the middle of the night after having uh, some vodka. I got the devil tattoo on me. Which one did you get, that one? I got Northwestern State. What is that for? <laughs> That's a cool demon. What's he for? Like, And then all of a sudden you're walking down the street. Hey, Northwestern State! Yeah, brother! Yeah! I'm like, I just thought it was a cool devil. Hey, Northwestern State. How long do you think you'd have to go around with a tattoo on a prominent body part before someone recognized that it was the Northwestern, Northwestern State, tattoo. State You could go could your I go, entire life. Can I go greasy spoon to greasy spoon in every bar across this great land? You could go to the Northwestern State campus and people <laughs> still wouldn't know. <laughs> That's you, a fair you point. You could go across the globe and no one would. You could live your whole life and no one would know. So tap the brakes on A&M for a little bit. I, it's exciting. It's exciting. Jimbo Fisher's first game. He looked relieved after it was over, seeing him in the press conferences. But one team to watch out for. It wasn't that much of a dismantling victory tonight. Took them a little bit to get going. But Utah just pulls away from Weber State 41-10. And watch out for the Utes. Huntley has a big night tonight. 253 through the air. He throws for four touchdowns. Moss ran for 150 yards and a touchdown. Utah is returning a lot of skill position players on offense. Receivers that saw a lot of time last year stepping up, all their running backs. Huntley is a really good quarterback. Uh, Kyle Whittingham is one of the top seven head coaches in all of college football. He always gets things right. This is a really dangerous offense, and their schedule, they have a lot of their big games at home. Watch out for Utah this year. Trust me, watch out. And that's great. We're going to get a a good barometer of where they're at because they go on the road to northern Illinois. Occasionally, they jump up and sting you. They put up some points. LaShawn Johnson could have a big game. Sure, yeah. no question about it. And then week three, <laughs> they're home against Washington. Now, Washington has Auburn this week, so we've already talked about it. It could mm-hmm. be an elimination game for them right off the jump if they can't get a win. And so maybe you get a wounded Washington team in two weeks that that's still trying to find themselves if they go out and get thumped by, by Auburn or, or they take a loss of any form. Well, you know, it's funny you say, you know, you, you talk about that game this weekend is that that's why you're going to see teams never play games like this again. Now oh, that, yeah, now no, that this, this new cycle, big. now that this new cycle is going through, to, to just get away from Utah, because that's the big game this weekend is Washington Auburn. That, you got, that, well, you got that and you one. got Michigan, Michigan, Notre Dame. Michigan, Notre well, because Dame's a big for one Notre Dame, yeah. as you get deeper into their schedule, let's face it, they're not pay, playing a lot of powerhouses as it goes on. So those early marquee games are huge. Yeah. And, and it, Look, Notre Dame just figured out who their quarterback was going to be. I think they were a little overrated, highly. And look, well, but Michigan, they usually are, right? It's... Yeah, Michigan could have the best year yet under Harbaugh and still lose three games because their schedule is so bleep and difficult. I mean, really, they could have. He's finally got a quarterback. He's got a former number one recruit, and Shea Patterson's doing right. great things. We're here. They they could be the best Harbaugh team yet and still lose three games because their schedule is that everybody's on the road. Michigan State's on the road. Ohio State's on the road. They got a gauntlet of like Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan State. That's going to be impossible. So just watch out for that. But this is you see this the the point about the Washington Auburn game this weekend is that knowing full well now that. 
your record is all that matters if you play in the Power Five conference. We've seen that after the first few years of the college football playoff come out, is that you need to have, be in a Power Five conference and you need to have one loss or less. If you have two losses, most likely you're eliminated. You need a lot to happen for for you to be a two-loss team to get in the Final Four because you're going to see other teams from Power Five conferences with one loss, and you're going to have other teams with two losses that may have better resume than you do. Two losses is, is, is like being eliminated. And you look at Washington-Auburn, can you really tell me the loser of this game can run the table and win all those games. Auburn's got to play an SEC schedule. Washington's got to play a Pac-12 schedule. And even though the Pac-12 is not as good as the SEC, going undefeated when you have three or four top 25 teams right now on your schedule, that's just not going to happen. Well, but that's it. The, it's not S- gonna, the SEC so why would you play these games? Why would Pac-12, you play? Both you are, you are top heavy, right? There's, there's some weak SEC teams, but they're weak relative to the other SEC teams. When we look at the Pac-12, there are some teams that are just awful year in, year out, and defense uh, is evidently isn't taught uh, at times at, at some of those schools. But, yeah, uh, the, as much as we love these early season matchups and they get you excited, hey, week one, there's, there's intrigue. Hell, that's why the Northwestern-Purdue game, to some degree, had some interest because it's a conference game in week one. And not just because I'm wearing a Northwestern mm-hmm. jersey. But the, <laughs> the fact is that you have a conference game right off the jump, and then you've got some of these other games, these these marquee non-conference going battle. And I appreciate the attempt to schedule a, a non-cream puff. I do. It doesn't behoove you to do so. right? You're not getting style no, points for a loss. No, because it's going to the end. The committee's going to look and say, what's your schedule? What's your record? In a Power Five conference, and it doesn't matter if you lost Week One to Auburn. Well, they're gonna, no, you're only going to get the benefit of the doubt if you have two losses and you're trying to sneak in. It's much better to have that cream puff win than it is to have a really good loss. Because now Auburn and Washington have to realize, okay, well, one of us is going to lose, and that means one of us isn't going to make it to the playoff because the odds of us running the table. Because you can't. I love people just say, "Oh, what if we run the table?" You're talking about eleven weeks of winning. Not just saying it because, hey, we're talented. We could run the table. 11 weeks of winning and then winning your conference championship game. That's not going Hope to happen. Hope is a dangerous thing. Jason How many teams said. go undefeated over the course of one? Maybe you get one. That's not going to happen. Teams are going to realize we're not going to play these games anymore. So now you're going to start seeing, because you're scheduled four years in advance, you're going to start seeing, okay, well, instead of opening up against Auburn in four years, we're going to open up against Auburn State. You know, Instead of opening up against Northwestern, we're going to open against Northwestern. State. That's what you're going to see because that's what's going to make sense for teams to be able to move on and get to the playoff. Twitter at How About a Fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Coming up next, we're going to check in on Christian Hackenberg. Yes. Because we kind of need to. Sweet. I want to know how he did tonight against the Jets. I'm sure he was stellar. I'm very, very, very worried about very that. Very excited. Uh, plus, what is going to happen? with one team's big quarterback decision. But first, it was at this time last hour, I challenged Tom Looney to have a full update with Beastie Boys' License to Ill songs as an homage to Eminem with his new album coming out at midnight. Right off the top of my head. And using the footage or an homage to the cover of Beastie Boys' famous album License to Ill. So we talked about this. You see it. Eminem's new album is out. It looks just like the 
album cover of License to Ill, famous Beastie Boys album. So yep. now Tom Looney is going to give you all the big scores of the night with What's Trending using song titles from Beastie Boys, License to Ill. Mr. Looney, the floor is yours. Andrew McCutcheon is riding across the country like Paul Revere tonight, guys. Fox Sports Radio has learned at this late hour. From Buster only at ESPN, San Francisco Giants have traded Andrew McCutcheon to the New York Yankees. There were two late-night liberal left-coast baseball games tonight. Diamondbacks just grabbed the Brass Monkey in L.A. Arizona Ice Tea, Los Angeles 3-1. And in San Diego, two teams refusing to hold it now, hit it. Padres and Mariners tied at two in the 12th inning. Oh, Nelly, we had college football tonight. UConn was fighting for the right to be ranked tonight against 21st-ranked University of Central Florida. McKenzie rolls out, throws it downfield to the end zone. Caught touchdown, Trey Nixon. Oh, my goodness. McKenzie Milton making something out of nothing, and Nixon sneaks behind the cornerback. And Trey Nixon's first catch of the UCF night is a touchdown. Eric Kohler impressing the girls with his call on the Knights Radio Network, University of Central Florida, blitzed UConn 56-17. to And we now forge forth into the night with the new style of sports talk radio. It's Jason Smith and Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. I really was looking forward to that, Looney. You oh, knocked sure. it out of the park. Oh, thank you so much. There was no rhyming and stealing of money uh, by Tom Looney. Damn right there wasn't. In that update right there. Absolutely He's not. crafty, Tom Looney. Very, very crafty. It's been a slow ride for him to the top, <laughs> but Tom Looney is there. When you say slow ride, don't you have to say, TJ? Uh, TJ. Take like, it easy. <laughs> like Foghat, a slow ride to the top for Jimbo Fisher and A&M. TJ. Thank you, Mr. Looney. Sure. Live from the Geico Studios, call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you could save on auto insurance. Well, tonight, well, well you know what? Let's do, let's check in on Christian Hackenberg. Oh, first. sure. Christian Hackenberg played for the Eagles tonight against the Jets. Eagles beat the Jets 10-9, but... Champs. Hackenberg, well, you lose to the chance. It's okay. Uh, Sam you Darnold did not play. by the best. Sam Darnold did not play. Uh, neither did anybody really of consequence, but... Hey. Hey, they're all professionals, some of whom were lacing them up for the final time. We salute you for all the efforts you gave us in college fantasy, in gambling, whatever your pro careers were. Christian Good Hackenberg luck. could have been one of those people. You could have been know. a contender. Uh, but could have been somebody. You know, the Jets let him go, and the Raiders had him, and they you know, he never saw the field. The Raiders let him go, and then the Eagles picked him up yep. trying to find something. You know, they probably had tape running around of him at Penn State thinking maybe we can do something. I'm hoping it's not the Jets that just, you know, the guy was bad with the Jets, but now he's someplace else. The old saying at ESPN we used to have was ex-Jet now good. So <laughs> I'm hoping that That's Chris, a good sentence. It, that was That'd it. be a good lower when, third. When, when I worked at ESPN as a production assistant, that was it was always ex-Jet now good. Like that was the whole thing. Uh, so I'm hoping that Hackenberg didn't really embarrass the Jets by showing a skill set of talent that – really, you know, jumps off the page for you. Let, let's take a listen. Second and nine up at the 48 and a half. Under center is Hackenberg. Short drop. Puts it in the air uncatchably high over on the far <laughs> side of the field intended for Greg Ward. Hackenberg has thrown some passes that have been very impressive. Others that have been woefully off target, including two that went to the New York Jets. Hackenberg <laughs> sails it and gets it intercepted. Going back the other way. And Hackenberg has to make the tackle 
after the interception is going to put the Jets inside the Eagles' 10-yard line down at the 5. See, that's what it was. He's playing the wrong position. Needs to be a safety. Look at him make that tackle inside the 5. Change him up, right? Taysom Hill, they're going to use him on special teams in New Orleans. Hey, Hackenberg, what do you think? An uncatchably high ball. Uncatchably high, woefully. Eagles. Couple thrown to the other team. Radio network on the call. All right, so it wasn't just the Jets, so so that's fine. Uh, the other thing is tonight, we saw Johnny Manziel. We saw <laughs> Baker Mayfield play in the final preseason sure. game for the Browns. A bit of a shock that you would play a guy who's your future in the fourth preseason game. Needs the work. When he can conceivably get hurt behind a makeshift offensive line, but that's the Browns. Baker Mayfield plays 9 out of 16, 138 yards. Look, he has been fine this preseason. He hasn't been Sam Darnold. Not that Sam Darnold's been unbelievably over-the-top great, but Sam Darnold clearly is the best rookie quarterback out of this class right now. Baker Mayfield has been fine. He He had a pretty good week one, and then since then, he's been okay. I haven't seen great strides from him since that first preseason game. Look, he's playing against backups, and he lit it up for a couple of touchdowns. He's going to sit, and it's crazy, but the Browns are going to be able to go with Tyrod Taylor, but it's not going to last more than a month. I'll tell you why. The Browns are not going to score points. right? They're just not. The regular season's here now. Oh, he scored 35. It's preseason. It's week four. Nobody's playing. The Browns aren't going to score points. Tyrod Taylor is not a dynamic quarterback. He's a quarterback that I wish he would have played on a team with talent around him because he would have been really, really effective over the course of his career. A guy who's never going to win any passing titles, but he's accurate and he knows when to run and he he kills you with those plays with his legs. He does though he doesn't throw interceptions, doesn't turn the ball over, but he's going to be charged with trying to make big plays in Cleveland and he's not going to be able to do it because he's not that kind of quarterback. So you're going to go a, a month into the season, and whatever your record's going to be, it's going to be, boy, here's here's a bunch of games where it's 16-13, 14-10, 21-10, and it's going to be, well, we got to see Baker Mayfield. After a month of not scoring, Baker Mayfield will get in, and he will be the quarterback early in October because if you're not scoring, what are you waiting for? At that point, Mayfield's had a month to get used to the National Football League. He'd be ready to play. And you're going to go to him. That's ready. How it's ready. Go. Here's your schedule for your Cleveland Browns: Pittsburgh, Week T- One, ten points. At New Orleans, oh, thirteen points. Home against the Jets, no points. At Oakland, oh, Oakland's defense is pretty bad. Fourteen points. And then you get two that are pretty fun: home against the Ravens, and then home against the Chargers. Three points. Three points. Nah, it's look. That's how it's going to go. It's good. It's not like you're not going to score 40 a game like Jarvis Landry said. You know, you know it's not going to happen. You might happen. score 40 in those first six games. If you if you could, if you you could wound up scoring a lot of points, yeah, but that's not going to be this offense. You're not that dynamic. So it's going to be why not go to Mayfield after a month. That's when he's going to be the quarterback. He's got you know, Everything is okay. He'll be the quarterback early in October. It's too bad. I'd like to see him get a run and actually get embraced as the quarterback fully to Rod Taylor. I mean, you saw him a little bit in Baltimore. You saw what he had in Buffalo when they trade away anybody that had any value mm-hmm. to him. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Marquis good when all he did was run wind sprints for them. Yes. And then all of a sudden he goes and <laughs> becomes a star for the 49ers and gets himself a nice big fat contract. It's like, hey, 
Why didn't we let him use his hands? <laughs> but such is the life of He's Gerard just spinning Taylor. the ball on his hand. Take it from just him. Just take it. <laughs> when you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. That's Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. Coming up next, two very unexpected trades went down tonight. One in Major League Baseball, one in the NBA. We'll tell you all about them next on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doing it again. Dancing, rapping, Jason Smith. You never give this kind of excitement to goodbye horses when we have it on. Okay. He recognized my girly from the back of her head. So I made him stop the cap so I could watch Sam Darnold start. No matter what it is. And I should have drafted Barkley. Spin it right back to Sam Darnold, <laughs> the center of the universe for Jason Smith. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Yeah, Did they pay uh, Led Zeppelin for that? Uh, well, Rick Rubin just said, uh, I'm going to use these samples and. Make a great album out of it. Blank you, pay me. Ah, I'll take care of that, though. Jimmy Page is going to go all, you know, sorcery on your ass. you got to be careful. <laughs> it was 30 years ago. I think it's okay. I think he's still got some vengeance in him. Every word. I know every word of this Congratulations. album. Every single word. Let's monetize it. I wish I could. Let's get out there and sell. Sell. Uh, sell. We have our big play of the night coming your way in a second. But first, two big trades go down in sports tonight. We had a big night of college football, big night of the NFL. In Major League Baseball, the Yankees obtained Andrew McCutcheon from the San Francisco Giants. Not quite the player he was. Someone who may be getting old overnight because at 31 years old, he should still be in his prime, but he clearly is not the player he was four years ago. Many a was, weary mile, and he may, might might have need some of the supplements that his contemporaries were yeah, taking. Yeah, he seems like he's one of those guys that's running on empty. You know, it's just he's played he's – played, 155 games a year for the past eight years, and suddenly now he's not a seven or eight war guy. He's a he's a one and a half and two war guy. Now the big thing for me is that look, he'll still be productive for the Yankees. Still a good player. 45 extra base hits, 55 RBI on the season. But Aaron Judge, this tells me we're not going to see him for a long time because now he's going to play right field. Right. So they wouldn't do that if Judge was coming back, and now he's going to move around. Stanton's going to get the DH a little bit. But this tells me Judge, who is still can't even hold a bat yet, he's not coming back for a long time. Congratulations to Stanton, his 300th career home run tonight, fifth fastest in terms of games Was played. it a Stantonian blast? It was a Stantonian uh, blast. Are I, there, is there any other kind? And meanwhile, if I told you Ryan Anderson got traded tonight, you would go, oh my God, who could possibly take that horrendous contract away? And then I said, oh, it was the Suns. You would say, uh, oh, that, that kind of, okay. that kind of." I was going to say executive of the year for the Houston Rockets already. In 2016, he signed a four-year, $80 million contract, and they wanted to get out of it after a season. Yes. 
And now it's like, okay, who's going to take that money? Oh, the Suns will take it. Brandon Knight goes back as, as part of that deal. So, I, you know, look, I'm just glad it wasn't the Knicks because I can completely see the Knicks pulling something no, like that's that. True. Although, I will say, even the Knicks, when they were looking to trade Carmelo Anthony when they had him, the Rockets, of course, they offered Ryan. Hey, why don't you take Ryan? And the Knicks said, beat it. So even the Knicks knew not to make this Should trade. Should have done a better job of hiding his contract and his you know, photo <laughs> How much do you part of the deal? He signed a four-year, $8 million contract. We're going to oh. trade you four bodies, though, for $100 million. Four, what, what, four, what? four years, $8 million? Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, great. You said four years there. Yeah, four years, $8 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, $8 million. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a bargain. Oh, we'll take it. <laughs> Must um, be the connection. Hey, uh, there's a couple extra zeros. You faxed us a copy of his contract. It was, oh, hey, let me get the white out. Just wipe that out right Ooh. there. <laughs> it's next level, though. Good job by them. Uh, time now for the play of the night, brought to you by Geico. Great news, great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. In college football tonight, there was one game involving a top 25 team, and last year's darlings put a whipping on UConn. We want UCF fans in the stands, Yay. living in the past. We want Bama. Still chanting out, we want Bama during their 56-17 pasting of the Huskies. It's still real to them. They, it's going to be 20 years from now. You're going to see UCF fans still going, what does we want Bama mean? I don't understand. Just do it. It's one of those things we've just done forever. No, that's oh, good, okay, though. Great. But you you need traditions. <laughs> you need history for a place hell. that didn't have hi- any of that. You had some scandal. You had some winless seasons. Now you have greatness. Even if it was for one year, you could be hero just for one day. TJ, when your ex leaves you and she gets married again, it's over. All right? This storyline, this Bama, UCF, it's over. Look, Central Florida, unless they improve the playoff to eight teams, they're never getting in. You're never if you're not a power five, you're not getting in because the voters are not going to put you in. They're always going to put in a team from a power five conference because quite frankly, they play the schedule that deserves to get in, and you don't. You just don't play good enough teams to get in to the playoff. I'm sorry. It you want to say you're you're slighted all you want. You'd play Alabama and you'd lose by five touchdowns if you're lucky. That's even if Jalen Hurts played quarterback. Whoa. Oh, Twenty six and two on there. the record. See what I did there? But yeah, it's it's still that question of even in a quote down year, you would just say, wow, the competition in that league is that much tougher, right? In that particular conference mm-hmm. or division, that it's that that much tougher sledding. So the competition and the teams are ergo better. Like you're just not going to win with the schedule that they play. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen, Mike at Swollen Dome. I'm on Twitter at How About a Fresca. This is Fox Sports Radio. My buddy Ben Maller. Is coming up next. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.